What is going on, everybody? It's your boy, Marshall, live, and I am live, you guys. I am here with my co-host, Kyle Dillinger. It is June 5th. It is a Friday of the year 2020, and bro, I literally needed every single second to make it live here on the show today. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I heard a little ruffle at the end there, and that's funny because I dropped uh, one of my uh, balls here that I was juggling and had to run and grab it right at the end there. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm like, I'm like legit out of breath right now, dude. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, it could have been the big vitamin hit I just took. But I was like, <laughs> I was like, put a plug in my jack in, like, dude, that's crazy. You guys, welcome back. It is Friday. Hey, listen, I don't know what your fucking week has been like, uh, but uh, mine has been crazy, dude. How's your week been, homie? <clears throat> yeah, mine's been. Uh... So like we've talked about a little all over the place. I uh, I just had a realization that I've been um, like this live is new to me. So it was like yeah. through a whole like shift in my routine and everything. And it's like this weekend is going to be perfect for me to get cool, calm and collected like um, and like Dude. unplug and like get ready to roll. Dude, it's been fucking hectic, man. And it hasn't just been hectic like the last week. Dude, 2020 has been basically like. <laughs> Blackout yeah. drunk the whole year. And so I'm like, dude, 2020, you're drunk, go home, right? Like, when does this <laughs> Like, when does it stop, dude? It's like, like, I don't know what to believe anymore. It's like, uh, do blue lives matter? Do black lives matter? Do all lives matter? Am I a racist? Am I not a racist? Do I tune it out? If I'm if I'm being positive, does do, do I am I ignoring it? Do I am I like oblivious to the problem? Should I be scared of COVID? Is it okay to go see my parents? Like, how do I make money? When do we open yeah. up and we travel? It's like, dude, it's just like it's coming to us from all angles, dude. And so this is the biggest thing we talked about yesterday in the show. But dude, I'm tired. I quit, bro. Like I quit. I don't want to coach anymore. I don't want to consult anymore. And you know what else I don't want to do anymore, bro? Like, I don't want to try to wake people up anymore. You know what I'm saying? Mm, like, right. like I, I made this post yesterday on my um on my Facebook personal profile. It was uh about like some stuff that the media is not showing us. Clinton going to trial and stuff we talked about in the show yesterday. Yeah. Not to talk about it again. And um, it got like, dude, it's like at 140 or 150 shares right now. Like share, wow. right? Um, and like I realized what I realized is that no matter how how right or how factual or how statistical or what the numbers actually say, it's not going to change people's opinion. Like people are going to want to believe what they want to believe until they're ready to forgive and heal themselves. And then their, their, their perception of reality will change. And I just realized I woke up this morning, Kyle, and I was like, you know what? I'm done. Like I quit. Like I don't care about all of that. I don't care. Like I don't care, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm feeling that. <laughs> under attack for so long this year. Um, especially, and it's like, it's, it's, it's highlighted everything, all the last insecurities and, and limitations that Marshall Gillen has in his life has been highlighted by this event and this crisis. And I, I arrived today and I talked, we talked about yesterday. I was like, dude, I'm not going to coach and consult anymore. I just want to host parties. I just want to host a good time. Like I just, I literally, I just want people to tap into Marshall's power and energy. And, and while they're, you know, going through whatever they're going through, at least if they're at that one little event or they're on this show or they're, you know, they're talking to me in person, they're like, you know what? I fucking felt good when I was with them. And not because it's about me, but because, dude, I've been trying everything else. I've tried everything else and nothing else seems to matter except for when I'm just me and people are like, 
dude, I like your energy, bro. And so it's crazy because yesterday we talked about a party that I threw uh, when I was in high school called Marshall Palooza. And uh, uh, Marshall Palooza, I don't know if anybody's ever seen the movie. What is it called, bro? Uh, Project X. Project X. Yeah. I remember watching that movie. Okay, you guys, I swear to God, uh, Marshall Palooza was in, I graduated in 2003. So Marshall Palooza, the first one was in 2003. And um, it, I'm telling you, like somebody must have known about my party and got like got the story to somebody that wrote a script or something. <laughs> Kyle's like, oh, fucking, they had a car going to pool. I was like, well, we didn't have a pool out there, but we did have a car that was like right side up in a ditch like this. Um, a, a, like a bunch of us ran out. We're trying to fucking get on the bumper, trying to get it to the ground for the cops show back up. And um, we're going to get into that today. I have a special guest coming on, uh, Jessica Humphreys, uh, who actually I graduated Sterling High School with in 2003. She was actually at mm. the party that night. I don't know anything that she's going to tell us. I don't know the story. I don't know what her experience was. I've never talked to her about it. I just, Kyle, I posted on my Facebook yesterday about Marshall Palooza. And she's like, oh, yeah, I can attest to that. That was a crazy night. And I was like, oh, my God, you should come on the show. And she's like, okay, I will. And so she's going to be joining us uh, uh, about 930 today and sharing the inside scoop of Marshall Palooza. I'm excited to hear about uh, this epic party that you threw out there in Illinois. Dude, it was crazy. Uh, good morning, Denise. Denise says, uh, it's National Donut Day. It's true, Hi, Denise. It's National Donut Day. Mm, I, you know I won't be eating any donuts now. Oh yeah, you, you're a type one diabetic. Yeah, I do, I have eaten them and I, but yeah, this this time of uh, the season, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> Bro, that's that makes me sad for you. I'm just gonna, I'm honest. Oh, it's I'm okay. I, I, I know. I, I, I enjoy it when I enjoy it. But I feel bad for you because you know what? Thank you. I fucking love donuts. I mean, I, I I can't imagine my life without donuts. I try not to eat a lot of donuts, but um, uh, they're my favorite. I think people don't understand why they're so bad for you, though. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, or they just choose to ignore thinking well, about if it's that bad. A lot of the Gillen gang probably knows that, like, they probably don't eat a whole lot of donuts and stuff. But yeah. Like, I, when I was working at, um, I used to work at a grain elevator. You know what a grain elevator is? No. Like you, you, uh, you ever like get out in the country in uh, uh, Ohio anytime? You ever out like in the rural area? Yeah. Those big grain bins, those big, huge like bins with the tops on them, the round. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes you see like a big, tall like tower that stands right next to a bunch of them, and there's like. So what happens is I used to work at this grain elevator, and basically when when the farmers go and they pick up all they pick all their crops. They, they, they need a place to take them. And so they take them to like, we take our money to a bank. They take their grain to like a grain bank. It's, it's mm. called a grain elevator. It's called an elevator because when they go there, they weigh their trucks, they weigh how much the product is. Then they, they, they unload the trucks. And then the grain elevator people, they test the grain as it goes through moisture, temperature, quality. And then based on all of that, they will, as the, as the grain comes off of the truck and into a pit, there's like an auger that spins and that auger carries it to a grain leg. And then this leg like swings on a belt with buckets and it just, it elevates mm -hmm. the grain up. And then the grain goes on another conveyor belt and drops into whichever little storage unit it needs to be in. And then uh, the grain elevator then holds it. They pay a check to the farmer and then the grain elevator is a broker and they, they give that grain ever with China, fucking, you know, uh, United States, like wherever. Yeah. But um, like most Americans uh, and most people who are watching this show, maybe, maybe not, I don't know. Uh, a lot of you guys probably experience this though. Like most Americans, uh, they're working really, really hard, but not for a lot. You know, the grain elevator and the people like that run the company, like, yeah, they're doing good. But the, the, you know, you know how, how much skill you need to shovel and, and to sweep a broom. 
not much. <laughs> so unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of people that are uh, willing to do that job, uh, which means that those kind of jobs don't pay very much. And I think that's one of the weird things that people don't realize how simple it is, Kyle, when it comes to like changing your life. It's just like, dude, if you want to have a better life, get better skills. That's it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to get better skills watching Netflix. You get better skills by reading and connecting to people, listening to the Marshall Gillen Show with Kyle Dillinger. And so I think back to the, to the uh, grain elevator days, and I'm like, I remember, one, I was working like 86 hours a week. That's all OSHA uh, would let us work, which is OSHA, occupational, uh, occupational health. Shit, I worked under that, and I don't even know what it stands for. Yeah. Um, OSHA says that uh, you can't work any more than 86 hours in a week, and um, I, you can't work more than summer days, so many days in a row without a day off. Seven? But I think you can waive that. Anyways, working crazy amount of hours for $10 an hour at this grain elevator, and uh, super fucking dangerous job. Like one of the most dangerous jobs there is. Um, I actually almost died. I almost actually almost died at work one day, like re real talk. And, but uh, you know, it was always the same people. I worked with the same people and I was always like, even though I, I, dude, I, even though I had a full academic ride to college, I dropped out, you know, five times, attempted suicide, all the shit. I all, I, although I did all the good things, I always did all the bad things. And so I always found myself working in shit ass jobs, working a working a temp job at a plastic bucket factory. Um, working at a Walmart distribution center uh, and not there's anything wrong with any of those or that people that work those jobs are stupid or not good. It's not what I'm saying. Right. I just knew I could just feel that Marshall Gillen had had something. I feel like I could I could have more of a my, the life I actually wanted than the one I was living. And um, but, you know, you get what you show up in life uh, as you know what I'm saying. And so it's interesting because thinking back to now back to the grain elevator or Back to like the working class people in general, especially like where I grew up. I mean, the mill is huge here. Distribution center uh, employs pretty much all the town now. Wall Clipper, it's a factory job. These people by and large don't have the skills or the mindset to understand how to change their life, which also means I found a lot of times they don't have the mindset or the uh, skill set or the knowledge of how to fuel their body. And so I'm like, oh, I fucking love National Donut Day. Like, national donut day are you kidding me like bro i love donuts like i love donuts bro and i say i love donuts and gillen gang i'm telling you guys i fucking love donuts okay long john all day long yes. john with uh uh chocolate frosting and then maybe maybe like a little vanilla like uh swirl like in the like the frosting on top you know or whatever that hard coat like the long john but yeah. with cream filling the filling yeah that's so my is that your mm -hmm. shit yeah, that's that's. I was just talking about this while I was up in Michigan with my family. Like, that's my favorite donut if I'm gonna have one. <laughs> okay, so okay, but not the bullshit like fluffy white bucket. Like, I want the no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a number two. You have a number two donut. Um, usually it would just be glazed, honestly. Glazed? That's cool. Yeah. Hey, my my next one is uh, um, ooh, ooh, I don't know, man. Hey, so Gillen Gang, check it out. If you're watching this right now or if you are tuning in live, uh, I want you to do me a favor. We want to know what your favorite donut is. Comment below and tell me your favorite donut. Actually, I want to know your top three donuts because I'm about to share my top three donuts I just realized right now. And I'm doing that, Kyle, because I just realized I can't decide between number two. Mm -hmm. And I want to be like, oh, 2A and 2B, but I still feel too bad because I feel like then B is still ranked behind A. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what I'm choosing between right now, bro, is Apple Fritter. Claw. Okay. Bear, okay. Apple fritter. I'm not with you, but bear claw I could get with. No, bear claw is the same thing as apple fritter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I was thinking the bear claw is like the like cinnamon, like swirl looking one. 
dude, it's like a fucking, it looks like they put dough on a baking sheet and like dropped it in the thing or something. It's like a um, bear claw, you know, fucking bear claw. Uh, and then cake donut. Mm, okay. Yeah, that is it. I had a, I had a, uh, what was it? Like a blueberry kind of cake donut type that I like only had like twice, but I, that would probably be in my top three, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it. A cake uh, donut. donut. Okay. So here we yeah, go. Show me a picture of this. Bro, you got to see this, man. Cause I, I don't, I don't, you, your trip, now you're missing oh, out. I think the one I was thinking of is something with a, uh, has tiger in the name. Okay. So this is more like, I mean, this is like an apple fritter, bear claw. Well, I'll show you what an actual bear claw is. One second. Look at the, look at the, look at my phone lighting up. I look at that. They're watching us. Um, but um, so like, but a bear claw, like a traditional, traditional bear claw probably is more like that. Oh, I've never seen that. Um, yeah, they don't really make those. You don't really find those kind of bear claws too often anymore. And typically an apple fritter is this, but now they're kind of labeled as bear claws too. But mm. apple fritter, apple fritter. I like apple pie, but I haven't, I'm not into the apple donuts. And then cake donut, bro. Oh, cake donut. Just a good old fashioned glazed cake donut. Oh. That's not what they're called. Oh, maybe they're called old fashioned donuts, bro. I gotta show you. Old fashioned donuts, Gillen Gang. No, not you, Siri. She heard me. <laughs> She's like, old fashioned donuts, Gillen Gang. Okay. Damn. Oh, bro, yum. I have to eat, I have to eat donuts today. I have mm. to eat today. Oh yeah, I'm supposed to show you guys. I had a lot of vitamins already this morning, so I'm not really, okay, there. See that? They got that little like indention. Yeah. Anyways, point being, it's National Donut Day. And here's the thing. I found why, why a lot of people feel miserable and rotten. One is because they don't have the mindset to be able to look at uh, or the perspectives to be able to look at a situation in life and be able to fully understand it. Um, but that's because most people don't realize they can actually change and control their life. And so what I found in, to, to, that changed my life seven years ago was through fitness. And so I don't really ever talk about it, but I'm like, Fitness and nutrition is a massive part of my life, and it's the main re it's literally the catalyst that allowed me to start my own business and start this show and start a business where we fucking throw parties for like a living. Like, what are we talking about? You know? Right. And, and people are like, well, how did it start? And I was like, you know what? It started with understanding my diet. And they're like, no, no, like the business part. And I'm like, yeah, the business part started with the seed that I planted all those years ago when I was 27, and I finally learned how to eat. Because most people look at a plate and they don't understand how to eat. Like, you know what I mean? They don't right. understand, like, like they, don't, they, they think everything's like calories or like, oh, I shouldn't have fat or carbs. Like people don't understand. It's like if people understood, there's literally just three, three, three nutrients that the body needs, macronutrients, like the big ones. There's little tiny nutrients that people need, but they're called micronutrients. So if you look at the macronutrients that your body actually needs, because I think Kyle, sometimes people don't, I think sometimes people forget like how literal, how literal it is that what you eat, you become because like your body is made of cells and the cells run by a program and cells need to replicate based on the information that's stored inside of it. So they can continue, like, that's how a liver cell knows to become a liver cell and a your skin cell knows to continue to become a, a, a skin cell. And so the food that we put in, the energy we put in our body is, is what literally builds our body. I mean, like, it's not like a euphemism to like, Hey, yo, you are what you eat. So, so like, you know, I was about to say, so I was like, so like thoughts, become things it's like you are what you eat kind of but yeah. i mean yeah. literally where else would you like imagine if you fucking imagine if you could put a donut inside of an iphone and then the iphone turned into a donut you know what i mean you would fucking shit yourself 
You know, you're right. I mean, right. If, I, if I put a fucking, if I put a Philly cheesesteak into a mailbox and then the mailbox turned into a fucking giant Philly cheesesteak, I would like win a Nobel prize or some shit. I mean, it literally blow, wouldn't it blow your mind? You're right. And it's the same concept as, as what it's we're eating. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm not hating on national donut day. Cause I think it's been very clearly stated that Marshall Gillen loves him some motherfucking donuts. Right. And it's yeah, yeah, duly stated by Kyle Dillinger. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. But it does make me sad because most of my life I've worked or been and or been around people who not because they choose to not, but they one don't have the, they don't have the skills. So that means they're not earning very much money. And because they don't earn very much money, it usually reinforces a limitation that kept them limited in the first place. And then they look at everything like, well, I can't stay healthy because I don't have any money and it's too expensive to eat healthy. All of which, okay, yeah, is true. But I pulled myself out of the mud. You pulled yourself out of the mud. And so it's interesting. I think really like life just really comes down to making better, good decisions, but you have to have the right information with the right people and be, right. Right yeah. to be, able, to be able to make those decisions. And so Common theme. Those three macronutrients I was writing. If somebody, if you guys want to under, if the Gillen gang wants to understand this, I'll just break it down for you guys real quick. Please. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I used to be a certified uh, personal trainer. That's how I started in business. Um, actually, that's not true. That's not true. The, uh, well, I'll get to the first business I started. The second business I started was a personal training business. Um, and so uh, that's what I did. It's literally, Kyle, I don't know if you know that's how, it's what my first, bi uh, second business was. And it's the first thing that made me move online. I was like, oh, I think if I just get, I was like, I think if I just figure out one type of workout, and I just find one type of person that wants to do that kind of workout. And I just sell that over and over. I think that I think I can make some money. And so what I did is I taught guys how to get bigger arms with this mm -hmm. one trick, with one trick, you can increase your arms by 90% in 30 days. Buy my program for fucking $29.99. And all it was, I was just teaching them time under tension. And if anybody that works out knows time under tension just means like how much time are you actually exerting under tension? So it's like, if I'm lifting, a lot of guys are like, oh, I don't need that. A lot of guys are like lifting, like, or girls are lifting, oh, like this, boom, boom. Time under tension is like, I go up and I'm oh, slowly releasing uh, and I'm increasing the time that my muscle's under tension because your muscle, you don't build muscles when it, when it um, contracts. That's not where it uh, constricts. You build muscle as it contracts because because here, here you're, you're, work, you're using what you have, but as you start to hold, now this is when the muscle bellies are being torn apart, and that's when you actually get like hypertrophy or, or muscle growth. And so I, that's what I did. I was, still, I was a personal trainer, and so what I had to do is I, I always tell people I'm not a registered dietitian. I'm not a nutritionist, like nothing like that. But if you want to understand nutrition, they're very basic. I don't ever count calories, ever, 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 ever. I don't need to because I look at a bigger picture. Calories are bullshit. It's like, uh, it's like COVID. And then there's a bigger thing going on, right? Like that's like your plate, like there's calories, but there's a bigger thing going on. They're called macronutrients. And that's what really matters because calories are not created equal. I can give you 220 calories of a Snickers bar, or I can give you 220 calories of quinoa. Now the difference between the two and what you're going to get as a result are drastically different. So calories don't necessarily matter. If you're strictly talking about uh, weight loss and uh, aesthetics or like the way you look, which most people it's more vanity than really aesthetics. Um, then yeah, I mean, calories in versus calorie out, you're going to, you're going to lose weight, but you are not going to be healthy. And so if you understand these three macronutrients, it's protein because your body needs proteins to build it's carbohydrates, which your body can use as fuel and it's fats, which your body can also use as fuel, but it also is used for upkeep and maintenance and repair of basically everything in your body. 
And so there's all kinds of different diets, you guys. We would literally have to spend, fuck, I don't even know, like a two-hour workshop, which maybe we should do a fitness camp. Maybe that's something I'll do. Maybe I'll do a fitness camp. Uh, I'll do a fitness yeah. camp where I have people come out and I'll just teach them actually nutrition. Because I, I, lo I love that shit. Yeah, that when I, now that I'm thinking back to it, like when we were at um, Joshua Tree, that was when I started to take nutrition seriously and like be mindful of like what like not on this level but that was like the start of like oh shit like the energy i'm putting into my body like living cells versus dead cells and all that that was, that was huge right That's right um i can't help myself i can't help <laughs> and, I, and i know that and i still set you up i know because you see it's just not listen you're not as immature as me plus you're not as off you're not an office fan as big as i am um, and so this is my thing with the office. Okay. There's another great show on NBC back in the day called parks and rec. You ever seen it? Uh, a cup, my roommate that I used to live with, uh, one of my good friends used to watch it, but I never like got it's into hilarious. it. It's hilarious. Okay. Not as funny as the office, but damn close, but they have equally as an iconic of a leader or a boss in that series. You have Michael Scott in the office, but then you have, um, uh, Amy, nope, 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 nope. Come on, Marshall, use your head. I can't think of her name. Um, but uh, and, uh, Amy Poehler, uh, Amy Poehler playing um, Leslie Nope uh, uh, in the Parks and Rec. And so I was like, they're both NBC owned. I wish that somebody would write a, a script where the office would meet the uh, Parks and Rec. Okay. Like, like, when, like back in the day, because I'm old head, when the Jeffersons meet the Flintstones, like the Jeffersons, the Jeffersons accidentally like go back in time and they poof, they, they're like with the Flintstones and they meet each other. And it's like, holy fuck, Hanna-Barbera, like you're smart. And so I've always been like, dude, why does NBC not do it? Because if Michael Scott walked into like have to file a license for something or if Leslie Nope walked into the office to buy paper, holy shit, it would be the funniest fucking things because their two characters would be like, there are two characters. I, I don't know. I don't know if they would get along perfect or if they would be at odds, but mm -hmm. the world needs to know these things, Gillen Gang. Um, you guys, it is uh, almost uh, 20, it's 22 after the hour. We're going to be taking a short commercial break here, coming up in a few more minutes. Then we're going to bring Jessica Humphreys on, and she's going to share with her experience of the first Marshall Palooza that I threw when I was 18 years old back in 2003. Mm -hmm. Arguably the epic thing I've ever done. How many, how many Marshall Paloozas have there been since then? Three. Oh, okay. Um, the last one ended uh, uh, with uh, the San Diego State rugby team um, rushing our party and uh, basically trying to fight everybody. Um, they're beating the hell out of people. I actually, I, uh, I, so I have these CDs, you probably can't see it, and those scars on my knuckle. Yeah. Right mm -hmm. So um, this part, we're, we're, we're at this place called Camp Anil, which is an apartment complex at San Diego State where all the kids stay, where all the, and I'm 23 at the time. And we were had the bottom apartment and the doors were wide open, the sliding doors. We're playing beer pong and flippy cup. The music's blaring. Like there's a big ass party. And all of a sudden these like seven or eight dudes show up and they're big they're fucking rugby players. And um, they're like talking shit. They're just talking shit. And we're like, we were peaceful. Like, hey guys, like, you know, like, please just leave. Like fucking leave. Like get out of here, you know? And they fought and they left. But then they came back. Oh, it was two guys. That's right. And they, we wouldn't let them come in. So they left and they came back with all the rugby team. And then shit went down. And so like, um, they started jumping everybody. Uh, well, one guy was like, so what, okay. So what happened is these guys are, oh, they're all coming in. They all surround us and we're all standing there and I have to come in. You, it's sorry, ladies. I'm sorry, but this is how it goes a lot of time in my experience. It's fucking that one fucking girl who at the party who's all drunk. And she's like, she's the one that gets to start talking tough. Right. Oh, fuck you guys get the fuck out of here. You know? And all the guys are like, listen, shut the fuck up. And she's the one person that says something. So there's that one girl that said something. And she was standing right next to me. I don't even fucking know who she was. Sassin. And then this stupid motherfucker 
big, three times her size, pushes her down, like fucking chucks her. And it was like an, it was just a, it was just a, a reaction. I couldn't help it. it yeah. was, boom, like right in his, right in his jaw and he hit the ground and then fucking melee. Mm. And it was like, um, dude, it was crazy because, oh my God, one of my friends actually like saved my life that night. I've never been beat up. I've been in a lot of fights, thank God I've never been beat up. This is the closest I ever was. I. So all the chaos broke out and this other big guy tackled me onto a couch. And so I'm face down in the corner of a couch and he's bigger. So he's got me pinned down and he's sitting there just busting on my kidney. Boom, boom. And I was like, oh my God, this is the first time I'm about to get fucking beat up. And then this one of my friend who's actually, she, I was dating her at the time. She's, uh, um, uh, she's little. She's like little. She's short like me, but she's this little like uh, black chick. She's just, you know, like little skater chick. Fucking cool as fucking, but she's bad. She's a badass bee. And um, uh, she runs in and jumps on the back of the guy. She's like choking him out. She's like, get that fuck off him. And it was enough for me to slide out. And I, I jumped up and all of a sudden the, the guy, he, he kind of tossed her off and he looks at me and there's a table next to him and he looks at the bottle and he looks at me and he looks at a bottle and he grabs this bottle. And I was like, I look at him and he's like, look, at he has a bottle and I'm like, I grab a couch cushion up like this and he chucks the beer bottle at me. And I was like, and I, I shielded it like this. I fucking knocked the beer bottle. I throw it down and boom, I hit him in the face and I took out Jeez. his teeth and that's how I got those knuckles. Wow. Um, anyways, though. Um, so I, uh, I've, I've been on the receiving end of like, I mean, not anything like that, but like I have a scar in my eyebrow. I don't know if uh, oh, right here. Yeah. Um, I, we were, at, it was like my first college party actually um, at NKU, Northern Kentucky. And I, I was li literally all I did was I was talking to a, like face to face like this with a, a female and her ex-boyfriend like came up behind me, like turned around. like And I'm friends with like I was like not friends with him, but I was like thought I was cool with him. And then he fucking takes my head and bam against a bit against the wall. And uh, I hit the corner of a picture frame and it busted me open. And then I got kicked out because I was gushing blood everywhere. And, uh, and then I had to go to get stitched up and uh, better skills, bro. And bro, I, you, you're telling me it's, time to, skills, it's time to get training. Hey, you guys, this is uh, about 27 after the hour. Now, this is the Marshall Gillen show. It is June 5th, a Friday. I hope wherever you're tuning in from or watching from uh, or listening to us from, I hope that you're having a good day. I know it's a tough, tough time out there. So we're hoping that when you come here, we can be a little break from all the madness. Uh, and we're going to get into more about how Kyle and I are going to do that, how we're going to you know, move forward. Try to focus on being happy and being fun, but we really want to focus first on this episode. What is Marsha Palooza? How did that even start? Like, who thought of that? What was the first one like? Was it safe? Was it fun? I don't know. But we're bringing on a guest, a friend of mine I graduated high school with back in the day, Jessica Humphreys, you guys, right after the break. So stay tuned and just know, you guys, that these stories are fun to share, but don't worry. All the Marsha Paloozas and all the events that we do now, they're not like this. But back in the day, <laughs> We're some wild motherfuckers. So anyways, you guys, grab some coffee. Go use the bathroom. Take some vitamins, you guys. Join us back here in about three minutes, and we are going to come back with Jess Humphreys as she tells us her side of the story of Marshall Palooza. I've never heard it. I have literally have no idea what she's going to say. This is going to be wild. This is the Marshall Gillen Show with Kyle Dillinger. See you guys after the break. See you on the flip. The flippity flip. Here we are in Joshua Tree. We just filled up these ammo cans with gravel and rocks and dirt. Uh, we're being led by uh, my good friend and former Marine, John Commons. And what we're going to be doing is overcoming some limitations in our life. And so one of the exercises that we're doing and the reason that we came out here is we're going to be going on an eight-mile hike. And we filled these cans up with rocks and dirt. 
And we've also written on a piece of paper the limitations that are keeping us from accomplishing the things that we want to accomplish as men. We've written them down. We've put them in those, in those boxes. Now there's five of us and there's four cans. And the idea is that as men, we just try to carry all of our problems, all of our pain, and we never set it down. And we're never willing to ask for help. So on this hike, what we're going to be doing is one, being hyper aware of the gratitude that we have for nature, for being outside, for being reconnected, but to carry the pain in the first four miles of the hike, we're going to be carrying these, these heavy ass ammo cans above our head on a jog. And we can't put them down for the first four miles. And anytime that one of us gets tired, we just have to add, we'll be willing to ask one of the guys with free hands to help carry the load. And for the four, first four miles, we're going to focus on that pain. We're going to carry that pain. It's going to be very representational of the things as men that hold us back. That thing of when we do really good, but then we want to quit. And for those of us who, when it took push comes to shove where we do quit, where we do put down the can, this is an exercise where we're going to be able to overcome those limitations and push through with the bondhood, with brotherhood and see what we're capable of as men when we, one, believe in ourselves, when we stay consistent and persistent and we're willing to ask for help. This is such a transformational exercise. I'll shoot a video when we get to the other side, let you guys know how it goes. But if you guys aren't surrounding yourself with men who push you to be the absolute best version of yourself, who, get, who don't get you out of your comfort zone, then you're selling yourself short, you're selling your family short, and you're showing, selling short the impact that you can have on this world. I'll see you guys in a second. Hey, good morning, guys. John Thomas here from The Compound Project. Last weekend, I went on the retreat of a lifetime. You see, my friend Marshall Gillen runs Transformation Alpha, and every quarter he hosts his own retreat. Now, I didn't know what to expect walking into this, but afterwards, I am so grateful I was able to be a part of it, guys. It was, it was a blast. You see, the quality of men that he had there, how I felt going into the retreat versus how I feel now, complete one of I'm more confident, I'm more happy. I feel lighter. I feel like the weight of the world is off my shoulders and now I can do anything that I want without being scared. Guys, it was worth every single penny. It was absolutely fantastic and I'm going to every retreat for as long as he does them because it is that impactful. I mean, my wife and I are so much happier. We run a relationship program, but after coming back from that retreat, we're even happier than we've ever been. Why? Because I'm a better person than I've ever been. So I owe a huge huge thank you to marshall a huge thank you to his team for everything that they do i want to say thank you brother i appreciate you and i hope other men who are listening to this really really believe what i'm saying get there go there it is so worth it thank you guys Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Marshall Gillen Show with Kyle Dillinger. We are back for the second half of the first hour. I am joined by Hi, Jessica. Jessica Humphreys. Jessica, what's going on, girl? Hey, guys. Hi, Kyle. Hi, Marshall. Hi, nice to meet you. Um, nice to meet you, Kyle. <laughs> um, this is fun. This is a good way to kick off my weekend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm part so of the Marshall Gillen gang. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a fun treat that what, um, I'm. Well, you guys don't care about seeing my face, but what a fun treat to um, be able to have you here. I, I want to first uh, say thank you for your time and energy. We really appreciate it. But I also want to just publicly uh, recognize you and say thank you for your service. Uh, tell the people uh, a little bit about uh, how you've served our country and where you're at right now. So actually, it's my husband. He oh. is a former United oh, yes, States right. Marine. Um, so simplify. Um, the military is huge in our family, but um, I work for the military. I am with the Department of Defense, and I service all of our military families and children That's here amazing. in Maryland. Wow. 
So, I love that. Uh, we've been hitting it hard and um, every day we're servicing um, those deployed service members as well as our families that are here um, in the States, but yeah. uh, it's amazing work. Wow. But uh, let's, uh, let's move that aside yeah. for a minute. I want to talk yeah. back, uh, let's see, 2000, had to be 2003, Marshall. Yeah, 2003. That was right after we graduated, right? Yeah. So, Kyle, I don't know where you're from. Are you from Cin Illinois? No, I'm from Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Okay, yeah. so you're like Midwest. You're yeah. Midwest boy. So, you know, you can appreciate the Marshall uh, Palooza. Um, he he was known back in the day for throwing uh, some pretty epic parties. Well, yeah, uh, let me let me ask you that. So let me let me ask how first off, how how did you so you guys first so there's some context here? Uh, it would, this party in particular was I just graduated from high. We both just graduated from high school. We were all going yeah. off to do whatever we were doing next. I had one. They had these silly mock elections for all seniors. <laughs> prom. We all we all voted in that prom. They announced the winners. What what Marshall Gillen won was uh, biggest biggest um, partier, which essentially was just biggest drinker. Because he it, did win that. I won never leaving Sterling. You did. <laughs> Fuck them. I I mean, Adam Porter and I got the key, the city key. We oh were never leaving. God. He is wow. representing back home. And he reminds me on the regular when I come home to visit that I did not hold up my end of the deal. So I kind of stuck there. That's so um, funny. But, Those collections were so funny. So so here we are. How, yeah. how did you, we were out of school. So how do you, do you remember even how you heard about the party? Okay. So um, Kyle, back home, we had a restaurant that I worked at for years. Um, it was called Don Pedro's. It was the best Mexican food, I think. I mean, maybe because I just made the best guaco nachos. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I worked with a group. Um, there were high school kids that were from our surrounding area. So we had Sterling, Rock Falls, Dixon. There was like a plethora of us high school girls that all worked together. And it had kind of gone through the rumor mill that, oh, Marshall's having a party. And I was like, oh, shit, is it this Friday? I got to work. So I begged one of my counterparts. I was like, I will take your next two Saturdays if you switch yeah, with me because yeah. I want to go to Marshall's party. It's going to be badass. <laughs> and he was like, you owe me so bad because I wanted to go to that party. I'm like, well, dude, I'll just save you some keg beer. Like, just cover my shift. I want to go. So... We had heard about this party and Marshall lived out on farm property that, you know, it was a hike to get there. And I was like, all right, we're going to go. So there was probably in our vehicle, there was like six deep. Now, mind you, we were living on Boone's farm. Right. Maybe some Mad Dog 2020. I heard Marshall had a keg or two, but, you know, you had to bring your own supplies. Yeah, that you had like saved in the ditch in the weekend before. <laughs> Right. I mean, it was bush light. It was, you know, I mean, that's still some of my mm. favorite beer. I'm not even going to lie. Um, so we load up, we roll in and, you know, it was all the surrounding like high schools that had heard about this. So you had Newman, you had Rock Falls, you had Dixon, which we really didn't care for. Mm. Um, Sterling. Yeah. So <laughs> you didn't really know how serious this party was. And because back home, the corn was like growing up. Oh, so it was nice. high season. So you're rolling in and you just start seeing cars on both sides of the country road. And you're like, Oh man, this is, right. this is getting serious. And we had to park like a mile oh, up. Now I was in that. cute heels and jeans and a cute halter top. And I had to hike my tail to Marsh. I'm like, I'm looking so cute. I'm gonna be so sweaty before we ever get there. And I could, you know, 
ruin the chance of running into you know a new fling who knows <laughs> but we we come around the corner and he's got a bonfire going he's got the text it's it's just i mean there are hundreds of us like all over literally marshall's mingling he's doing his thing he's got a solo cup he's like hey y'all good to see you make yourself at home and uh, he's just being party born marshall being the host you all feel welcome everybody's having a hell of a time i had to pee so i'm like marshall can i use your body he's like yeah girl go on in okay so a couple hours pass we've had a good time marshall's still throwing up he's doing his thing at one point he was on the roof he was cheering and yelling and people were daring him to jump oh off God, that that's he, right. oh, you didn't jump off no i didn't he, he was, he was you didn't jump off you were just being chill and so the night's winding down a little bit i mean there's some craziness there's some streaking going on there's, there's oh just, did i know, streak? 18 year olds did we streak what was that you didn't you didn't streak. I won't mention who was streaking for namesake because we're all professionals now. I'm not yeah. going to name drop. Hmm. But there was some streaking and it was, yeah, it was funny and I have pictures. I feel like I was naked at one point. Yeah, I feel like I might have been naked. I feel like I might have been naked at one point. I had a, you, you were. You were naked, but we talked you into putting your clothes back on. So that's you're covered back on for a little bit. That's how uh, so you guys got to understand. It's, it's just a Martian Palooza. I mean, you had to understand. We had nothing better to do than sit around the bonfire. I'm telling you. Throw down some cheap beer and have a good time. And it so was let like me, let me the ask best you night. Let me until, ask, I'll tell the cops. I was getting ready to leave the bathroom. And my girls and I, it was probably close to midnight. And and mind you, we all had curfews. We still had curfews. And so there was a whole crew of us that were like, oh shit. I said I was at so-and-so's house. My parents thought I was still working at Pedro's. Oh, I said shit. I was working. They didn't know any better. I took my work attire, made it look like I was working. Oh my God. So I go say bye to Marshall and I go to step off the porch with my crew and no shit, eight state troopers surround the house like a mother. And I just remember oh, my cup going, oh shit. And you saw a hundred people flock into Marshall's home and take off into the cornfield. Oh, that's, <laughs> so, this is literally sounding just like the movie. I'm like sweating bullets because I'm now fucking going to miss curfew. And my ass, my Nokia is going to start blowing up with my parents going, we know Don Pedro's closed an hour ago. Right. We know what time you're supposed to be home. Where the hell are you? Let me just tell you, I was sweating bullets. We're all laying on the floor like a hundred dead bodies deep on Marshall's floor. He is pacing back and forth because now we've got state troopers banging on the door. Not only are they banging on the door, they're calling the landline saying, this is Illinois State Police. We can see a hundred of you laying on the floor. If y'all are idiots, we have your vehicles. We are running tags. Now, mind you, we're 18. We're going, oh, shit. Oh, we're shit. That's tripping. my parents' car. That isn't even my car. Tripping. Like, I am in so much shit. So much trouble. So much trouble. So <laughs> Marshall being Marshall is continuing to egg him on. He's like, nobody's home. No, that wasn't me. Go away. That wasn't like, me. That was somebody else. That was Bill. I don't believe it. I'm pretty sure Dylan. it was Marshall. Yeah. It was Dylan. He was he was the only person. He was sitting in the chair just like this because he was just getting ready to leave for the army. And uh, I was like, "Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up!" And he's oh, like, oh, "It was Dylan. It I was, was like, Dylan." Oh, okay. Shut the fuck up. Well, at this point, 
I've migrated from the, the kitchen floor. I've now shimmied into the bathroom. And my cousin and I were in the same grade. Marshall oh, and my cousin and I were all in the same grade. Now, my cousin's dad was a teacher for our high school. And he's just saying, I'm going to be in so much trouble. I'm, in, I'm like, I'm in so much trouble. We're both in so much trouble. We are so, we're so fucked. Like, needless to say, we were so screwed because we were locked in there for a couple hours. Because Did, uh... the troopers weren't letting us go. They knew they had us. We were screwed. So Marshall's going up on the roof again. And he's like, I can see how many cops. So he's trying to devise a plan. Good old Marshall status was like, all right, if I'm going down, y'all are going down. But we got to figure out something because we, we were screwed. So Marshall, do you remember you like huddled everybody together and was like, we got to figure this out. We well, what, need what happened is the cops left. They's like, they're like, they like, okay. We're going to leave. We're going to back up for a little bit to get everybody like to fucking go, which ends up being the yes. downfall when we go when I went, cause I got taken to the, I got, I had to go to the cop's office later. We'll talk about that later after, after Jessica, but um, no, they left for a second. And I was like, okay, we got to go. But at that time, TJ yes. had his van in the ditch like this. And so, okay, the so that was, was yeah, I was like, we got to get TJ like out of here. Yes, he did, he did, but he actually saved us. He saved us, though, because when we devised the plan, it was everybody decided, all right, somebody's going to take the fall. Somebody's going to get pulled over. But it basically was rock, paper, scissors, every man for themselves. 100%. And when TJ backed into the ditch and his van was up in the air, my cousin was like, oh, dude, I rode with you and I want to help you, but I'm rolling with my cousin. Oh, uh, yeah. Here's like a <laughs> so sacrificial lamb. Yeah, he and everybody's dry. He was so pissed. He was so pissed because he's like, F you guys, you just you just screwed me. And we're like, you got to take one for the team. So we pile in. The car is hunkered down because, you know, we're just rolling in the Corolla. It's knee deep to the ground. We got like 15 people now piled in one car and they pull over the car in front of us. And we were able to slide on out wow. and not get arrested that night. But the Marshall Palooza was one that we still talk about. I will tell my kids proudly. I was no, gonna I, ask, I, do we know? Do we know how many arrests came from that night? I think it was like four or five for what I found on my property. Yeah. I don't well, know if kids got pulled over. There were a lot that were getting pulled. I think the funniest was, um, and I won't mention his name because I believe he's in law enforcement now. But he, if I remember right, there was an individual that was <laughs> oh down my in the ground, God. He, and he was down in the ground, and he's like. Stay low, stay low. The cops are out here. They're, and it was one of the state troopers, bless his heart, that pretended to be a, one of us and tapped him on the shoulder and said, hey, man, do you know if there's any cops out here? He goes, yeah, yeah, man, stay low, stay low. They're coming for us. And it was a cop. He got arrested right then and there. Bless his that heart. That is so the funny shit. I forgot about that. He was trying so hard to. Oh my God, that's hilarious. <sighs> Marshall Palooza was epic. And if anything that you're setting up for Tahoe is going to be like the the Marshall Palooza that I attended, y'all want to sign up and get to this because, shoot, I'm trying to rearrange my schedule right now. Let's go. <laughs> With no arrest this time. Yeah, absolutely no, no arrest, arrest this time, time please. I know that but you're. Still I know that you're pressed for time. You said that, that you had to be out here at 9.45, yeah. so you got about 30 seconds left. I just want to say thank you so much. Like, wow. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank thank you for sharing that. It's such a great storyteller. I was, like, drinking my coffee, like, all dialed in. I was like, damn. I was like, that's dope. 
I like listening to her. Well, talk. I appreciate the Gillen gang. Let me be a part of your Friday. Kyle, I hope you have a great weekend. Marshall. Thank you so much. I hope you have well. a great weekend too. Thank you all for tuning in. Can stay on, continue listening to some more Marshall Palooza. I know it's going to be epic with more of his stories because uh, there, I'll be honest, I, I, I pieced out and headed home so I could get grounded, but uh, I love it. I'll take that grounding and, and, you know, roll with it. Cause it was epic and Very I loved cool. it. Thank you so much. I Thank you. It. Thanks, guys. That it was, was nice meeting you. Cool. Bro, How about that? That sounds uh it was that wild. sounds like a hell of a time. <laughs> Marshall Palooza is not gonna be like that now. Okay. I'm 35. Like we're different. Okay. Right. Five now. Um Marshall Palooza uh is literally, I mean, I showed this clip, I showed the, uh, the clip from uh the men's retreat that I hosted in Joshua Tree in November. And so what I found, Kyle, is I had to find a balance in my life because there's part of me that wants to be really, really playful. But the more I started to invest in my personal development and my business mastery, the less playful I, I became over the last four years. And it was like almost like I judged myself. I was almost like I was like, oh, no, entrepreneurs don't drink a beer. Oh, entrepreneurs don't, don't, don't take vitamins. Oh, no, entrepreneurs don't, don't do that. Every single thing I do has got to be to save the world, bro. I got to mm -hmm. fucking, that's how I live. You do you, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to build a business. And like, that's how I was living. And all of a sudden I, I arrive at, I'm burnt out. You know, last year I'm supremely unhappy. I had money. I had all the things, but I, I had never been more unhappy in my life. It's because I literally forgot how to have a good time. I forgot how to enjoy myself. I mean, you hear that story. Yeah. That's like, that was a wild time. There, it, there was a teenage boy who was very hurt and who was expressing himself through, carelessness and, and, and alcohol because he thought that having the biggest party and hosting the most people would make people like him. And so that would make me like myself. Obviously that never worked, no. but um, there's always been part of Marshall that wanted to do that. But then the older I got, like I said, the last few years, Kyle, it's like I started, I started learning all these different skill sets and mindsets. And it's just like the same Marshall that wanted to throw the party to, to have people just have a good time so they could just relax and like him is literally the same Marshall that wanted to fucking go out and open everybody's uh, eyes and minds and hearts. And so I could help them. So then they would all like Marshall. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so we talked about in yesterday's episode, but I just haven't been showing up for myself, even though I thought for sure that I have been, even though I'm trained and uh, to do so. And even though I've given the people the ability to go out and do that for themselves at a high level based on the results that I've given people, but I have been doing it for myself. And so then there was like, I get to you know November and I host my, and I've been hosting workshops and retreats, everything in between up until like the first Marshall Blues when I was 18 and the last one that I hosted, which was the Grow and Bro Retreat. And the Grow and Bro Retreat was completely different than anything I'd ever sold a retreat or workshop wise. Cause I'd always sold workshops and retreats on how to make more money and how to get paid to speak. Now here I am in November and I'm doing like a spiritual retreat, like just the actual fucking hangout. But I put so much pressure on myself to make it transformational. Like, Oh, it's got to be transformational. It's got to be this. Oh, I don't know if I should. I don't know if we should drink. Oh, maybe they should. They can have drinks one night. Like, oh no, like all this bullshit. And it was a restriction. I put my restrictions on my guests, trying to curate this silly fucking transformational event. The most transformational stuff. We didn't even end up getting into barely any of the things I had actually had exercises and talks I had planned because it was so organic. And that was the transformational point for me, Kyle, is to watch you guys yeah. just interact. And so here I am now and I'm like, oh, Marshall Palooza, which I like because I just think that's awesome and I'm fun and it, it fits me. But when I think of Marshall Palooza now, I realize like I, we talked about this yesterday, bro. Like we are inherently good people. 
because we already made the choice. And so the habits and the rituals that we do every single day, that the actions that we take, like we don't have to justify that to ourselves. And we certainly don't have to justify that to anybody else. And so I know that Marshall Gillen's like, is chill. I know that if you walk up to me and ask me a question about scaling your business, I can answer it like that. I know if you walk up to me and you ask me a question about how to change your nutrition or how to get more uh, healthier or more fit, I can answer it like that. I know if you walk up to me and ask me how to tell your story, how to, uh, uh, what it's like to be a working class person, what it's like to overcome poverty, what it's like to overcome uh, racial profiling. If you come up to me and ask me what it's like to be in a broken relationship, you come up to me and ask me how to heal yourself, all these things. Uh, what it's like to be rich, what it's like to be poor, what it's like to lose it all, what it feels like to gain it all, what it's like to travel the world, what's it like to be with high level people, what's it like to be mentored by a billionaire? Like, I, these are all I can just answer them like that. And so, what I'm realizing, it's not that makes me special, but it does make me unique because I've put a lot into my life to have unique skills. And so, I'm like, oh, well, Marshall Palooza, I have this limitation in my mind, which other people might have about their past. I'm like, oh, when I think Marshall Palooza, I think what Jessica just described. And then I judge myself. And I label myself and I shame myself as, oh, that's a bad part of my life. Having fun like that is bad. I can't be playful because I never actually stopped to go, oh, but that kind of fun and being playful are not like they're not, they don't have to be together. Like they can. Yeah. And so that's what I'm realizing. I go, where's the middle ground? Because I'm not enjoying life. And so I'm like, bro, I get it. Like, how about people fly out for a Marshall Palooza? I'll have like week long vacation getaways. And so it's like, okay, cool. We'll have a party on Monday, but it's not going to be like a fucking rager like that. Like that, you have to, people have to understand. We were in high school, okay? That was like the first party that we had ever been to, like that, right? So, like, remember the first time you went to the bar? It was the first time that we'd all ever been to a party like that. So people fucking wild out. And I want—I'm going to tell you about the party in the uh, next half of the uh, the next half uh, next hour of the show, Kyle, because I want people to fully understand. It's going to be fun. Um, this is going to be fucking cool. But um. You know, now I realize that literally just me showing up and being me and being playful and being happy and being full of joy, like that is transformational in and of itself for anybody that comes. So it's like, if you come and spend a week with me, first off is we're going to have a fucking good time on Monday. So fly in on Sunday afternoon. Let's get set up. Let's have a good time. Let's meet each other. Monday, we're going to have a fucking cookout on the lake in a mansion, fucking hanging out in the sunshine ending summer and we're going to talk about some things about the end of new cycles and this and that because i'm a weirdo and i like talking about that stuff i know the guests will like talking about that stuff too and then uh after the party on, on monday we're going to spend the rest of the week just bettering ourselves like we're going to have a recovery day and maybe we'll talk a little bit about i don't know whatever people want to talk about nutrition or something like this um you know we're, we'll be hanging out together collectively connecting you know on uh, the next day we're going to do fun stuff we're going to go on a hike which you know, we talk about the transformational hikes, but like uh, what I'm realizing and what I want the Gillen gang or anybody watching, listening to understand is that if you're the type of girl or uh, guy that's working on themselves constantly and trying to be better, then you're a good person. And what you should probably focus on is truly focus more on like what you want, selfishly what you want, because since you're inherently a good person, you are producing good results. And so if you be selfish, you're going to create a lot of selflessness naturally for the rest of the world because you are a good person it's like kyle said like a tree it's like okay cool take in selfishness and get and let the selflessness is what rest like comes out take in selfishness like a breath and selfishness selflessness comes out and when wow. you get a rhythm like that i know it's good right yeah I, well i'm just reflecting and noticing like like i've been saying the last couple of days as you're speaking i'm like okay bro that's what it is like i have gotten away from the selfishness trying to like help, help, help when, and I've even said it on the show prior, like um, you got to 
help yourself so that you can help others that you say it. And I've repeated it multiple times. You got to fill your cup up before you pour into others. Yeah. And it's like, I'm noticing as you're talking like, wow, like that, like no wonder your energy is where it is and all over the place. Cause you got to take care of yourself yeah. or, you, or you can't yeah. operate how you think you can. <laughs> well, you know, that's absolutely true. And we talk about that all the time. And so how can you set up the, how can you start to do that? But, well, to, to, we talked about it yesterday, mission statement and core values to start yeah. with. And well, so we started absolutely. to, you know, but, well, not, not necessarily to start with, but that's part of it. Like getting, yeah. starting to get a clear vision, like get, absolutely. get, get it written out. Like what does your life look like? Like stop just like, Oh, okay. I, I think I want that. Or I think I want this, like yeah. get crystal clear. And I've been avoiding getting crystal clear up yeah. until now, up until now I've avoided it. Yeah. It was because you don't really believe that you can have what you want. Right. And, and I'm noticing that as you're talking too, because we talk about the subconscious programming and right. I, it's things I know, but I like, it just you don't believe. Right, correct. Yeah. yeah. Half ass, half ass believing. But like, yeah. And so again, that's just a frequency, which you know, I mean, I know that you Yeah. Know. No, I know. And I'm appreciating yeah. you yeah. reflecting it. Yeah. Evelyn says, fill, uh, fill our cup up, uh, Fill our cup of love first so we can give uh, from our overflow. It's true. And so it's a, it's a, it's um you know, people hear that and it's a trending like hashtag on Instagram self care, you know, but self care really is the new health care. And we talk about that all the wow. time. It's like, it's a, it's an idea of how you live your life, understanding what the, to be able to look at a plate and understanding what macros are, knowing that your body needs a certain percentage of protein, fat, and carbs, and you can cycle through different diets and you, you really got to find what diet is best for you. Maybe it's a meat one. Maybe it's meatless. Maybe it's vegan. Maybe it's plant-based. Maybe it's paleo. Maybe it's keto. Maybe it's uh, carb cycling. Maybe it's high carb, low carb. Like there's so many things and everybody's body's different. You should never let anybody tell you what your body needs. What you should be doing is going out there and figuring it out. But understanding these things is what's going to be able to change. That's self-care. Self-caring about what you put in your body because what you put into your body, you become. It's also what's going to scientifically, right? We know about this. There's a chemical reaction that happens when you eat food. And based on those chemical reactions, hormones are released. And so if you want to feel better, if you want to love better, if you want to do stuff better, okay, if you want to, if you want to like look better, okay, it starts with eating, right? Because that is going to make you function hormonally better. When you feel better, you want to take more action. It's, su it's super simple. Yeah. And I can, I can attest to that with like reflecting back on my last 10 months uh, or specifically um, eight, I, I think since the retreat is like, when when you felt the best it's like oh okay when you're eating the plant-based diet and and doing the exercise and all while doing the meditation and yoga right. and getting into nature like all collectively is when yeah. it comes together yeah well and again those are all those are all modalities but you're absolutely right, right. yeah together it's like to amplify it like stacking biohackings yeah like what modalities do they want to use and so like diet is definitely the first one uh you, you said uh meditation yeah yeah so meditation you guys is another one so like self-care if we're talking about ways to self-care your diet drinking a lot of water getting good sleep kyle said meditation um a hundred percent meditation might arguably be one of the most beneficial things that you can do and i, I want to be careful when we say meditation because you know remember where we were when we began and people said meditation and we're like yeah i don't know if it's really for us so really what kyle and i are saying is just stopping and just like have you Tell me, Kyle, have you ever been, have you ever been standing there? Have you ever been standing there and just kind of like zoned out? Like I frequently do that. Yeah. Or like, have you ever, like, have you ever been zoned out and somebody talks to you and you're so zoned out that it takes you a second to come back in? You're like, hold on. Uh, I'm sorry. What? You ever do that? <laughs> yeah. So if you have trouble meditating, if you, if that, if meditating is not for you, what I want you to do is just practice for one minute a day zoning out. 
just zone out. I don't care. Pick a distance, a spot in the distance and zone out for 60 seconds and try to zone out for, I mean, keep trying to extend it. Maybe you do a minute in the morning, a minute at night. If you can't meditate, then try to zone out. And um, I'm telling you, if you can learn how to zone out on a regular basis, it becomes a habit. And then that habit kicks into like being able to zone out while also being present in the moment. Okay. Wow. And so meditation, Kyle is an excellent. Kyle's another one was awesome. Uh, again, you guys, these are all modalities. These are all versions of self-care, things that you can use one of them. You can stack them together. Or none of them and find your own. Yeah. hundred percent. It's like, that's what's so fun about this. It's like a fucking puzzle. Kyle and I are sharing every single day, different ways for you guys to love each other or love yourselves, but love each other too, but love yourselves by learning how to take care of your, your, your human avatar. I mean, this is your video game character. Why don't you fucking get it all done up, man? Why don't you go out and get the coins to get like the battle fucking stuff and like the cool shields and like the cool house. Like let's get the badass car. We just need to go get more tokens. That's it. And we get more tokens by going out and playing the stage and we don't fucking win the stage every time we go play it, but we fucking collect points and we collect tokens and the more points and tokens we collect, the better our fucking avatar gets and the easier the stages become. And it's fun because you know, like when you, you know, like when you really change the stage in the video game, Kyle, when it's like. Like the stages change, but it's always been like a light background. But then like you're like four or five stages in, and all of a sudden you drop into like the next stage and it's also all dark in the background. You're like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, what is this stage about? Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's how I view life. And so when people uh -huh. learn self-care, that's all this is, you guys. Our skill sets become the tokens that allow us to be able to go and make our, our character more resourceful. And the energy that we create through self-care is the point system that's going to allow us to actually win the game. And so when you can understand that you're basically just a video game character and you look at it like that and you remove the, the limitations that you've placed on it through past experiences, like what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail at anything? I know that's like a really crazy question, but like if you knew that you weren't going to lose, like if I was like, listen, I'm gonna wire one million. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna wire one billion dollars to your bank account. Don't ask how. Don't ask why. I'm just going to. It's yours. Don't feel guilty. It's yours. And then whatever you do, I want you to take action on it. And I'm gonna I'm just gonna let you know that I, I'm not gonna let you fail. Like you're 100% gonna achieve. What would you want to do? What would you want to do? And so once you think about that, um, you know what I'm saying like that. That's yeah. the importance of these self care things. And so it's like understanding that vision and understanding. Okay, well, how do I tie these together? That's all this is. Meditation is a great one. Uh, biohacking is something we talk about, but I don't know where our listeners are at. So like, let's not get into biohacking as much as like, let's just say uh, water, sleep, nutrition, yeah. exercise, um, uh, zoning out or meditating, being in nature. So Marshall Palooza is, is literally for people who are li li live an active lifestyle and who like being outdoors. If you don't lead an active lifestyle and you don't like the outdoors, you will not like Marshall Palooza. Like you won't like it. We're going to go on a gnarly hike one of the days. We're going to probably go zip lining or maybe fucking four wheeling or uh, something like this. Okay. We're going to be like, we're going to be outside in nature. So if you don't like nature and you don't think you can go all day or most of not all day, like, but like, you know, we'll be moving and grinding for five, four to six hours, at least a day. Just like, not like the hardest exercise, just chilling, like doing our thing. We're going to be hiking a fucking cool ass trail. We're going to be some, doing some cool shit, but you got to be able to have the energy. And so it's not that I don't want you there. I'm just telling you, like, I don't know if, how much you'll enjoy it. If you don't, yeah. live, you don't live an active lifestyle, you don't like being outside. Um, and so people, I just wanted to tell people because people are watching maybe in the beginning, they're like, oh, it sounds like a crazy party. You guys, we're just going to hang out on Memorial day. Yeah. I'm going to have a DJ. Yeah. We're going to have labor day, food, labor day. Sorry. Yeah. Right. But, um, thank you. Um, 
but it's not like we're, we're not high school kids. Okay. We're, we're entrepreneurs that are on a mission to save a billion lives and save a billion lives. If you have to question if this party is for you because it's too wild, um, then you're probably not my kind of people, not my kind of people, but you're probably not my people right now. Um, cause we don't explain ourselves to people anymore because Kyle, we know that we're good people. So I don't have to like go all oh, bro. Like, you know, I want you to like, don't worry. Like, like, you know, you know that you know us or you don't like you want to come to Marshall Blues or you don't. But there's right. like, I, I would, I wouldn't want to come to a Marshall Palooza that, that is like, um, the story we were hearing, but like knowing, like going on a retreat and experiencing that, experiencing that, like I know, um, like you'll, you're a great balance of having fun and, and like transformational. Yeah. Like, there's literally, like, there's literally, there's literally like 14 beds in the mansion. Okay. There's, there's some for couples, some for, um, singles. There's, I, I mean, I have, a thousand leads right now of people that would want to come to a party like this. I'm not tripping. I have to explain to anybody what I'm about. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's 14 beds for a thousand people. And, and more than that, I mean, my social profiles have how many, uh, if I turn on ads or something like this. And so, you know, I just want people to, um, those who know, no, you know, those who don't don't, but it does make for good conversation. And so I want to tell that story a little bit, uh, top uh, at the next hour, um, it's crazy. It was a crazy night. I want people to understand where I came from, what's going on. But because I'm a good storyteller, I love, I love, love, love to take stories and then point out uh, life lessons uh, that you can learn and grow from uh, in all of them I tell. I think I'm okay at that. Am I okay at yeah, that? Yeah, I think you're amazing at it. And I am at like the very like beginning of that. Like I, I love to tell stories and I love to try to help like point out like what you can I say like a lot what you can learn from um, my past experiences I just still have the limitations and I'm working through the subconscious programmings and and now I'm at the point where I have to not have to I'm inviting myself to practice on presenting my stories so that I can uh, um, begin to be as good as you good no you are as good as us we're just unlocking uh, yeah okay yeah you're right uh, unlocking uh, yeah. to step into uh, yeah, how good i i know i am and you're going to like that's why you're here 100 yeah but that's the power we say we say it all we always say it you gotta be in the right room or the right situation with the right people who have the right knowledge and so the grow and grow retreat we did like we did we did all these things we we're we we're working out daily i was doing some yoga um doing breath work talking about cold therapy we're just learning how to level up the skill sets of our avatar so we can level up the skill sets of our mind so we can level up the skill the emotions in our heart and we can connect it all together to become literally unstoppable entrepreneurs right right uh, but, um, i know, uh i didn't stick with the breath i just wrote this down as a reminder of the breath work yeah um and knowing that and even um seeing uh the one show you did i, I forget her name and she was going over the uh you touched on the nostril breathing, yeah, um, like yeah, alternate nostril breathing. Yeah. Like things like this that are so simple um, that need to be uh, implemented, not need to, but it, it, uh, it's one of the, the things that we can be doing that are, are very simple that can like completely right. transform. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. That's Correct. And, and then you don't know what you don't know if you don't can't, Keep reminding yourself. <laughs> like a muscle, man. You gotta keep training it. But that's why I'm putting together Marshall Palooza, you guys. It's Labor Day. It's September 6th through September 12th. There's only 14 beds available. It's uh, it's literally. I I listen. Hanging out with me is transformational, but I don't care about that. That's not that's not why I'm hosting it. I talked I talked about it at the beginning of the show. I talked about it yesterday. There's a problem in this world right now, and it's that people can't fucking relax. 
And even the people that are good people that just want to be able to unplug and just not like, and that don't want to feel bad for wanting to do like, wanting to focus on them. There still seems to be very little things for people to do. And so I'm like, bro, Marshall Gillen is the best at fucking making people enjoy themselves and have fun and be happy. And so for a week in September, I don't know what else they people had going on in 2020. I don't know what's going on in your life, you guys, but I can guarantee you that for one week of your life, September 6th through September 12th, Marshall Gillen is going to do his absolute best to curate an experience that not only will be the funniest, funnest and happiest experience in the week of your life, but it might just quite be the most transformational week of your life. You guys, we're going to go to a short, short break. I'll see you guys at the top of the hour. Uh, we've uh, This is Marshall Gillen and Kyle Dillinger. It's 10 after, or no, it's 4 after 10. It's Friday. Mm, it's Friday. See you, soon. see you later, guys. Not later. Well, see you soon. Shortly. Everybody, Kyle Dillinger, uh, just chilling here uh, outside the bank. Um, had to make a positive quick. Uh, wanted to hop on here and uh, just say thank you to Marshall. Uh, the Grown Bro Retreat was truly the most transformational weekend for me um, in my entire life. And uh, I'm actually already started putting in work, went and looked at uh, a property this morning and, um, and putting an offer in. Uh, for a wholesale deal. So, um, you know, really I credit that to the, the clear mind that I got from last weekend. You know, I've had these same skills forever. I um, mean, just haven't started implementing them and it just took, you know, uh, releasing some of that stress off my shoulders, uh, getting a clear mind um, and, and really just got my confidence back. Uh, I can't thank you guys enough. 
that helped me and held space for me while we were out there. Um, and I, and again, Marshall, I just wanted to say thank you so much. Um, you know, if you're a guy that, that feels like, uh, you should be somewhere, uh, else, um, and you just don't have that drive or, um, you just don't know, uh, don't maybe have the, a clear mind to, uh, to have a clear plan to get there. Um, get out. Uh, it, it will change your life forever. All love. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the second half of the Marshall Gillen Show. It is Friday, June 5th. We are talking about Marshall Palooza, talking about who I've been and who I've become. I am here with my uh, co-host uh, and uh, becoming one of my very best friends quickly on a short amount of time, Kyle Bollinger. Kyle, thank you for being here uh, as always, bro. Look, you, bro. Uh, if uh, people are, what's up? People on my new podcast might not be able to see. It looks like you're uh, you're feeling some emotions, bro. What's, uh, what's going on, homie? I, uh... Just realized um, watching that how quickly I got away from being grateful for that weekend and thinking about that weekend and like just noticing that I have not even kept in touch with the guys that held space that weekend and yeah. it just like a lot of emotions and yeah. I know who I'm reaching out to right after this and um, just cool. realized I like wow just well why don't you get them on the show next why don't you reach out to those guys and get them on the show next week and you can uh, and you can uh, interview them, hundred percent. And I'll sit back and be quiet, and you can and you can just talk about, you know, whatever. May, oh shit, I don't think we can get all of us on um, at the same time. But uh, yeah, may, if you want to for the show, uh, I mean, obviously reach out to your friends and have a conversation with them. I just talked to John yesterday, um, flight. Uh, I talked to him once a week, um, and I've been talking to uh, Commons a lot, um, but I haven't heard from Ari in a while. But um, yeah, reach out to the guys, dude. Get get them on. Um, but it's cool, man. So it's like, it's, it's interesting because, you know, one of the way, reasons that you came into my ecosystem was about uh, wealth creation and what you ended up being in my ecosystem about was for spirituality and like, uh, uh, self-love and acceptance. And so it was cool, man, because, um, you know, people will listen to you like, Oh, I ch I've been changing my life in 10 months and I got connected to Marshall and blah, blah, blah. And now they see you on here with me and like all this stuff. And so, um, it reminds me of how I think a lot of people would perceive some of my old mentors. I've talked about both of them on the show before, Cole, Cole and uh, Legacy. Uh, Cole Hatter started Thrive and did all this. And then Le Legacy was just some dude who was just in the crowd. Like there was nothing special. He made an investment in Cole um, and they started working together. And then they be like, became like best friends. Like they hang out and do a lot of stuff. Um, uh, Legacy spoke at uh, Thrive like a year or two, or two years ago or something like that. And so a lot of people will come in at the end and they'll look at legacy and be like, oh, well, he gets to do all that because he's like Cole's favorite. You know? But if you really know those guys, you know it's not like that at all. And so just for anybody watching, it's like this is what happens when you make – again, this is what happens when you make investments in yourself, whether it's time, money, and or energy. Like if people are looking at Kyle and go, oh, well, Marshall is, he, Marshall's just playing favoritisms. Like he just likes, he just likes Kyle. Like no. You know why I fucking like Kyle? Because like legacy – like Marshall Gillen does, like he fucking as a man stood up, accepted accountability for his life, said he was goddamn unhappy with being an idiot and wanted to fucking change. And he and he so and he went out and started finding people. Found Gary V. Somehow God brought him to me. And so like literally, I haven't done anything different for Kyle than I've done for every single one of you that that I talk to. I treat you all the same. It's just that all of you receive 
the information, receive my, my, my uh, energy differently. Not good, bad, right, or wrong. And so the standout stories I have, the personal trainer who took his business from 18K a month to $61,000 a month. Uh, the lives I've saved, the dad that wanted to be a better dad, the, like, the Kyles that wanted to be a better guy. Like, the only thing that they did that you didn't do is they took action and they believed in themselves. And so the reason that Kyle is here and we've slowly become one of my very best friends is because he's fucking awesome. And he's awesome to me because he's a guy like me. He stood up, he admitted that he hasn't been the best guy he wants to be. He said, I want to fix it. And then he just kept showing up every day when, when, when uh, he didn't have it, he made it happen. I don't have $300 to invest in that program. I made it happen. And some people will go, that's fucked up that you weren't going to help him unless he invested in you. Listen, you guys, my brand, what Marshall does is public. I'm public. So I have lots and lots of people that want my help. I wish I could help everybody, but I have to honor myself just like all of you should. And in order for me to sift through the people that are truly committed, I need, I need a proof of commitment, not something for that, but not me. You need to put up a proof of commitment to me that you're about this. And at the time that looked like a $300 investment for Kyle to work with me, he didn't have the money. So he's like, I'm selling something. Damn, there's those Jordans I've been wanting. I've been saving them. I haven't even worn them yet. I like them so much because I want to fuck them up. I, I know that. Fuck it. Sold, sells them. Here's the money. I didn't even pay my girlfriend back yet. Now here we go. Taking action. Now I'm not telling you guys to do that because that takes a real one. And I don't know if that's the right, right for everybody. But I love Kyle and he's here because he just keeps showing up, keeps doing the thing. He goes, hey, what should I do? And I go, do this. And then he does it. And I think that's fucking cool because that's like me. Like that's how I am. And so if anybody ever looks at this Kyle and they're like, Oh, it's just because, you know, Marshall like likes Kyle. Yeah, I fucking like Kyle. He's kind of my best friend because he's like me, which is he admits when he's wrong. He takes action. He steps up. Like he believes in the bigger purpose. Like he loves everybody. Yeah, yeah. He's like me. That's why we're best friends. And so Kyle, dude, that's why we're putting together Marshall Palooza, dude, is because I'm like, um, I want to give to people what you were just feeling in that last commercial break. You think that's important? Do you think we can change the world this, this way? Uh, I don't think I know that that the world um, will change this way just simply by living in and it's like it's never ending so that having the support and and to go through life with is is part of that and um, yeah I think this is well, huge it's huge right it's cool too because it's like um you That's know me I can't I know right uh, you know me I I can't help it I just I monetize everything I can't help it somebody tells me what they're somebody talk to me about something totally random. could be anything. I'd be like, you know what you should do? You know, and it happens like that. It's always just like, they'll be like, oh yeah, dude, I was fishing with my grandson and blah, blah. I'm like, you know what you should do? Fishing with my grandson by John Doe. And what you guys do is you show in the basement of like him up on the stool with like on your workbench and the light over top. And like, you know, you're talking to him about the lure that you're using and why it's important. And then you cut to the next frame. It's like, you guys fish. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's how my mind works. Can't help it. Yeah, that's I've noticed, and I, I've been doing that a lot recently too. Um, and then I get, and then I stop because uh, of the limitations with like if they like, oh well, do you do that or or I actually had my um, uh, ex girlfriend. I was trying to as I was going to the retreat and like getting stuff going, I was doing the same thing with her. Like, oh, how could you monetize this? How could you monetize? Are you could monetize it like this? Um, and then one day she like snapped and was like um well like oh has that been working for you oh how much do you have like all that and i was like oh wow and that's kind of like oh wow yeah that's kind of like since that day that might have been like there you go a stronger limitation like against 
giving advice. Um, That's how it was for me. My last relationship, bro. Same thing. Like I was making money though. And she was still like, it was still fucked up. And right. so, you know, those people always find a, a way to push back to you because they're just, they're going to cut you the deepest. So she knows that's a, a limitation. And so she cuts you there. After I started making money, you know, my ex-girlfriend would cut me in a different way. It, it would be something else. Like, you know, you're oh, like, oh, you, you always just have, you always just know what to say. That was the one thing that started to really fuck with me at the end. Cause I was, had all the money. I had all the results. Um, people loved me. We we're building this big brand. And so it became like, you're so clever. Like I can't even believe you anymore. I'm like, what, the, what can't you believe? What about me is unbelievable. And so maybe it's just how, maybe, maybe what she couldn't believe is how fucking awesome I was. And that, that may be. She was like, I, you're so unbelievable. You make me fucking hate myself because I can see all the things I'm not. Mm. <laughs> if you don't like it, get your own show. So I had the microphone. You listen to every damn word I have to say. Maybe we should make a t-shirt that says that you'll listen to every yeah. damn word I have to say. Yeah, I was gonna say that, but then I I always think of like the copyright thing. But as long, I mean, I don't know how. Oh, that There's no copyright thing. Oh, there we go. Hey, guys, it's the Marshall Gillen Show. It is June fifth. Uh, if you guys want to know more about just like being part of my crew, you guys know what to do. Uh, I would love you guys join. I'd uh, love to have you guys join the Gillen Gang. Just text eight three three two 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 six nine four to the Gillen Gang or to the um. You know what the fuck I'm saying. See <laughs> the number. You know. Text into the number. Text that shit. It's ten seventeen right now, uh, which is my birthday, October seventeenth. Hey. You ever notice your birthday on the on the clock? Uh, no, no, honestly, not really. I've been noticing a lot of numbers, but haven't noticed my birthday. Well, I always notice my birthday. It seems like, and it's interesting because it's like I uh, went, um, I grabbed some grub yesterday, and or the day before, and uh, we were talking to um, a girl behind the bar. She was eighteen. Nope, she was 17. It was her family's like restaurant. So she could like be back there. She's like just busting tables. And I was just interesting because I was talking to her, um, just talking to her, asking her questions that I was curious about, you know, because she's 17 years old. And I'm like, what's it like being out of school? What do you think about doing school online? Well, she's like, I want to go back to school. I like being, I was like, why? Do you like being around friends or do you like to learn that way? And she's like, I, I like the social situation. I said, what if you could learn? From your computer but you could travel the world she's like yeah that would probably be cooler and i'm like well why don't what would stop you from doing that and she's like i you know all this and i'm like and so i'm just asking a bunch of questions like you know well what kind of skills do you have that do you want to know like why are you but why are you learning to bartend do you like all these crazy things because that's how my mind works and so i'm sitting back there and i'm asking all these questions but i just realized i'm like bro you know she was saying something about she doesn't she she feels oh i know she wants to be a psychiatrist well, I got to be a psychiatrist and I got to do, I got to go to school and do all this. And like, why do you want to do that? You know, and she, she couldn't give me a good reason. And not that I was not pushing her or grilling her. I was very like, just chill. I was just asking, you know, um, and she couldn't give me a good reason. And I, she didn't realize that she wasn't giving me a good reason because I didn't say anything to her, but I'm just like, you know, she doesn't even know. She's just being pushed into the system that says, go to college. Oh, be a psychiatrist. Cause I'm in a little fucking tiny town. And if I have the degree, I'll make a lot of money and I'll have a status. And so without even knowing that's what a lot of us do when we leave for high school, but it's only because you don't know what you don't know. And if right. she was surrounded by people who had bigger ideas or bigger, uh, could help her expand her mind. She might find that she doesn't want to do that at all. She might find that what she wants to do is chronicle uh, her road trip for a summer across America, where she talks about breaking a small mind mentality. And she's setting out on a journey of self-expression to learn if she really wants to go to school or not. You know what I mean? 
Maybe mm. you're maybe you're a basketball player and you're like, look, I don't have the option to go to the pros, but I see a lot of these guys. What they're doing is they're taking a year, uh, uh, missing eligibility, taking a year, and they're practicing like you know uh, overseas before they become eligible for the draft. I'm gonna think of that same concept, except I'm gonna you know I'm gonna do I'm gonna apply this this little road trip to give it a little taste to see if I can actually be a content creator. Like there's just so many different ways to make money with content creation. And it's not that one is right or wrong, but I told her, I was like, listen, I'm 35. I said, I know this sounds crazy, but you're going to feel the same as you do right now when you're 35. You know what I'm saying? Like that's long, that's, that's longer than you've been alive away for you, right? Like 18 years away. Yeah. But I'm telling you when you're 35, you are going to feel the same way. So don't trip. And I guarantee you that for the most part, if I, we were to get somebody on here that was in their fifties or sixties, they would say, yeah, you know what? I mean, obviously when I look in the mirror, I don't quite look the same, but it's fucking weird, Marshall, because I, I feel the same still. That makes sense, Marshall. Like I feel like me. Does that make sense? And I'm like, yeah, bro, that makes sense because yeah, your body may age biologically. Mine's not aging biologically, like normal body. I'm living 100 behind 20. Get into the, uh, what is it called? Tesamirs? Yeah, telomeres. Telomeres, yeah. Um, but um, but they would tell you the same thing. I don't. I, I feel the same, right? And so for people that are watching, it goes, okay, well, you know, if you're watching the protests, if you're watching the politics, if you're watching all that stuff, dude, we're not talking about that anymore. I'm done plugging into that energy. Marshall's here to have a good time and to help people have fun and be happy. And so, listen, there's plenty. I tried to throw my hat in the ring and tried to wake people up. You know what? Nobody wanted that for me. Made a lot of people mad at me. You know what? I don't like people making people mad at me. It's not the energy I like. So I'm just not going to talk about it anymore. It is what it is. My thoughts are very clear. There's plenty of other people out there with a lot more gusto and energy for that kind of thing. I'm going to leave it up to them. And yeah. uh, what I want to focus on is just creating an atmosphere where people can tune in and just fucking enjoy themselves. Tune, tune in and zone out, man. Throw on Marshall and Kyle in the morning and let's fucking roll. Okay? Yeah. You know, it's funny as you're saying that I'm, uh, um, like you're pushing, uh, not pushing me. You're reminding me more and more to get that show started. Like I said, um, before uh, this show, not to not to switch gears, but uh, uh, on Monday uh, it's gonna look like Monday evening. Um, we're gonna start my show in some way, and we'll see where it rolls with. Uh, I'm liking the line thing, and uh, if, if people are interested in that, please uh, let me know if you would um, like comment questions you would want me to answer and and. I would uh, lay it out like that kind of show. So let me know if you're interested, if you're watching. I think it's interested. Um, okay. So quick side note, we're going to take a break from our pause and we're going to do some live coaching. Um, okay. So let's do um, super, super simple, basic NLP, right? And so uh, you hear me say it all the time, um, want and love. You're gonna, this is why you're going to want to do this. You're going to want to do this. So, hey guys, do me a favor. I want you guys to comment below. Uh, when I launch and, I, and continue to say the name of what it is that, I mean, I know it's not off the top of your head now, so keep practicing, but continue to always plug the name because we're, we're subliminally programming that that into somebody's mind. And so I say, Gillen Gang, Gillen Gang, Gillen Gang, whatever you end up calling your tribe, you should be repeating all always. Yes, yes, yes. Happy, fun, winning, success. Anyways, that's not what we're talking about. Um, want and love. So, hey, guys, make sure you guys comment below. Ask me any questions as I launch Kyle's Help Hotline. It's going to be streaming to you guys live at night. You're going to want to ask me your questions because you're going to love the responses I'm giving. I'm going to talk to you real. I'm going to talk to you raw. And it's the responses that you're going to want to, uh, to tune into. I, I'm just laying, laying. So it's just something to practice on. That goes for everybody in the going gang. Want, you're going to want this because, because is very important. You're going to want because you'll love. 
you're going to want to eat better because you're going to love the way your body looks in the summer. You're going to want to come out to Marshall Palooza because you're going to have more fun and you're going to be happier than you've ever been. And you're going to love the you that you leave as. You, people don't realize it, but when I say that, and like it started, that's, that's the identity and perception experience. So anyways, though, uh, for real though, you guys, uh, for those of you guys who don't know, uh, uh, you know, I asked Kyle, I don't even know why to be a co-host of the show because it was meant to be and we've just been jamming for the last week and a half, uh, well, two weeks now. Uh, this is the, our 10th episode together. Congratulations to us. Thank you. Congratulations. It's been cool. Yeah, I was thinking, I was like, uh, before the show, I was like, damn, this would be um, like 10 plus hours of like, because I've been like, we've talked about it, dipping my toe into starting live video and practicing and I seem to, like I'll shoot flying away from it. And it was like, right. oh, like, like you just practicing it up. <laughs> and that's why I tell Kyle and like literally you guys, like th this is the real me. Like there's no, not that I'm trying to say anything. I'm just like, I, I want to mentor Kyle because I don't know why. I have no idea. I've never wanted to mentor anybody because I don't get down like that. But like, I want to mentor Kyle for some reason. And it's been cool because he's my, he become my friend. And um, I'm like, dude, I have a platform I'm building. Like, let's just, I'll just, wh whatever you want to do, we'll just launch it from my ship. And, um, because so I does right. it, does it look like um like keeping the show like like this while building out um other stuff in the mentorship is that what it what it I, I I feel like that I'll probably be all by myself on the show probably in a few months I mean not that I I want to be I just think that there's going to come a point when you acquire the skills that I have and and we launch this platform and you're going to get like people love you bro you know what I mean like people love you. Like you, your energy is like mine. It's just a different, it's just a different refraction of it, but it's the same power, you know? And, um, in refraction, you guys, because light refracts. And so like literally, uh, there's one source energy, God, whatever, whatever you want to call it, a source energy. Uh, and it's shining through a prism, which is earth, which is third dimensional reality. And once that one light shines through that prism, which is like, what if you take, if I took a flashlight and shined it through a crystal, what would happen? It would come out the other side as a bunch of colors. And so that's literally all that's happening. Um, it's just an experiment, right? And God, one light is shining through the prism, the crystal, which is a third dimensional reality of earth. And the refraction of that is us people, is third dimensional reality. Um, and so Kyle and I, we are the same light, but also the same power, the same powerful light, just a little bit different refraction from it. Just want to stop. I wanted, if people are like, why do you say refraction? That's why. But um, yeah, dude. And so what I feel like is going to happen is you're going to end up doing your own thing. I mean, I, you'll yeah. always, we'll always be an entity. Like we'll always yeah. be like for this, but like, that's what I think. I think that Pete, you're going to get a following. You're going to make some money. Um, you know, you're going to be, uh, launching your own retreat and, um, like, you know, like people that come out to Marshall Palooza, why I got on that subject in the first place about like, oh, my mind always just monetizes everything is because like, if you come out and spend a week with me, one is you're going to be happy and light and free. Like we've heard John say, like we heard you say because of how I live my life. Like just being around me is to be joyful because I'm by and large pretty joyful. Unless somebody's picking on somebody that I know and love, then I'm kind of an asshole. But other than that, I'm pretty joyful. Unless, I try to, unless I'm trying to prove to everybody to wake up, that didn't make me joyful. So I'm not gonna do that anymore. I'm not gonna do that stuff anymore, I don't care. You guys can talk about race and white privilege and fucking George Floyd and all this stuff. Like, I don't care, I don't care. If that makes me a racist, I don't care. You're not my people. If you, that makes me, if you think that, that be, me being silent is part of the problem, I don't care. I don't care. You're not, you're, then you're not, then you don't understand me. And I don't, I don't have time in my life or the energy to try to get you to understand me. Like it, if you, like you either feel my energy and you're naturally tuned into the show or you're not, you know what I mean? 
I mean, that's how I'm going to approach it from now on. And so, uh, you know, for Marshall Flues, that's the same thing. I'm like, dude, I, f- I know what's going to happen. The, the 14 beds that are filled, which will be like, end up being like 20 some people, the 20, the 20 people, let's just call it that come to Marshall Palooza. I know that without having to try, I'm, I'm going to get those people, all of them to want to start to host their own retreats because we're going to be hanging out all fucking week. And they're going to be like, this is fucking sick. And I'm like, I know I've been trying to tell all of you. And well, somebody's going to like, well, okay, Marshall, like I've been thinking about wanting to do, like, I love paintball. So how could I do that? Okay, cool, bro. So why don't you host like a fucking paintball week where you do like a round robin tournament. Everybody sign. This is off the top of my head. This is good. You see, see how fucking good I feel natural I am, you guys? You host like a round robin tournament where the guys or the gals come out, you bracket them all up, you bunk them all up in things. And you guys, uh, you guys, uh, one, you do like a training camp where you bring specialists in to train them on skill sets of like how to roll, how to hold a gun, how to do whatever, whatever. I don't know if this is real shit. You guys have no idea. I'm just literally spitting this for my cuff. And you give them the equipment or you train them the strategies to actually become a better paintballer. And then at the last half of the week, they enter into the round robin tournament and they get to play for a trophy. Like if you did that for a week, I might get into paintball and just do that because I would make so much money doing it, right? Like if you did that, you could make a shit ton of money hosting uh, one paintball fucking tournament a, a, a quarter, four of them a year, and you would make six figures, no problem. You could do the same thing with a basketball tournament. You could do the same thing with anything. I could do the same thing with speaking. I go, hey, yo, guys, I'm having a fucking, since March Madness got canceled, I'm hosting a speaking tournament. I'm inviting speakers to come out, learn top paid speaking skills in the first half of the week, and then I'm gonna put you guys in a bracket. Should I should do this right now? That's what top paid speakers should become. And like, hey, did we just come up with a new idea for a show? This is the next episode of, and I've always wanted to be a game show host of the top paid speaker. Hey, top paid speaker, we're gonna teach you guys, and I could I could get three speakers to come on and compete as a top paid speaker, and then we can make the top paid speaker champions compete against each other. That yeah, I'm like that. I'm in that as you were talking. Wow, yeah, that's a. Uh, so this is what it means, you guys, to come out to Marshall Palooza. I don't do these things on purpose. Like literally, you could get if you're watching live, which it's unfortunate if you're not, because we are the number one show in the world. But people will know eventually. They'll know eventually. This is only our tenth episode. So what can we expect? You know, I love the viewers we get. I'm so proud of the Gillen Gang. They show up for us every for us, bro. They show up for you. Like I hope that you really understand that. I know sometimes we'll look at the the, the, the was- like four to eight. But it's like these four to eight people sometimes like they show up for you and me, bro, because that because that they may not necessarily be our buyers, but they love us, like they support us, and it's the life, it's the blood that lets us be able to continue to to push forward to inspire people, because then they become that spark that carries out and they inspire people, and that's how it grows. And so if we continue to show up and water and plant and water the seeds that that are growing inside them, they will then continue to show up and water the seeds that are planted, and out over time. That's when they'll start to come back, especially when we start to do these Marshall Paloozas, because once we do the videographer uh, of a week-long event and we start to, to use that, that footage to market and brand our stuff, we're going to be able to help so many people with Marshall Palooza. And then whatever it is that you launch of your retreat, point being is that to come out and be around me is to we'll see what it's like to eat healthy, to have a positive mindset, to want to work out, to discipline, to get up and do these things, but to also be able to balance it and have fun, work hard, play hard, and be a good person, like all of these things. And so- um, that's why you're going to want to come out to Marshall Palooza because I'm like, dude, I'm going to teach you how to, how to fall in love with yourself by building a dream life around what you want to do. Like people are still teaching people how to do courses and that's cool. But you know what? Courses are played out. You know why courses are played out? Because they really only work now for people who already have a lot of money. And so you see a lot of these people launching courses, but the market is so saturated with course creators 
that only people that are getting really the sales are the multiple millionaires like Cole Hatter who are have the ad spend to put to spend you know two to three thousand dollars a day to be able to make that return. And so, not that you shouldn't have a course, but by and large, unless you have a big audience already, you're not going to really be able to make pay, make a lot of money with a course. And so, it's like I'll, all I'm doing is moving on to the evolution of next business, which is like retreats. I'm like, dude, I just want to hang out. And because I've put so because I have and continue to put so much investment into who who I am, my avatar. So when people are just around me, I can drop ideas on them. I can help them. Just in the, I, here we are in the morning having coffee. And it's like, yo, Marshall, so I've been thinking about this group, blah, blah, blah. What would you do? And I'm like, bro, this is exactly what I do. And they're like, holy fuck. You know, you know what it's like to have those moments with me. Or it's like, yo, it's uh, we're over by the DJ and I'm fucking, you know, I'm having a, a fucking Tito's and water. And I'm like, yeah, what's going on? You're like, Marshall, like, I'm thinking about this thing. I'm like, cool, let's go over here and talk, man. You know, and then we go and talk. That's the power of, that's the proof of commitment of when you make an investment to come to Marshall Palooza. I'm, I'm guaranteeing you, it's going to be the funnest, happiest, most transformational event of your life. Mm. There, I mean, you won't leave. There, you won't leave without being able, right. You, I, yeah, you already have everybody pumped up and excited to to go to this. Um, um, and then I wanted to touch base on how you were talking about um, the like four to eight people we have showing up or whatever. That was one of um, I would like realize that today I went back um and started to comment on yesterday's show. I was like, oh my gosh, I've been avoiding like not avoiding but like not going back and like engaging um with the, the I people and I, look, I and i felt like i was putting judgment on myself like wow i i look like i'm just like completely ignoring the people that are supporting um you and i uh, and i want to say i'm sorry uh if that is how it seems but definitely not by yeah, definitely. Um, definitely not on purpose <laughs> yeah 100%. But this is why we want to be able to connect with more. We want to be able to connect with more people, though, like in this regard, you know what I'm saying? And what I mean by that is like, we obviously, some people aren't, not everybody's going to be able to come out to Marshall Palooza. I mean, people got shit, you know, even though it's three months still, um, that might not be enough time for everybody. You know what I mean? And yeah. so it's like, okay, cool. Well, if they can't come out the retreat, the first thing that they should do is definitely um, join the Gillen Gang. Like, the, the, the online uh, group. And I still haven't opened it. I still, for all those of you guys who have applied, um, I still haven't opened it up yet. I'm waiting for just one last thing, you guys, to, to confirm on my end so for something I'm doing and putting together so I have it all done right. But if you guys text Gillen Gang to 833-222-2694, you can apply. It's not even an application. You can just go there and uh, join, and then I'll add you guys in over the weekend, okay? But that's where we're going to just be doing our Gillen Gang stuff. And so, like, if you think that, um, what we're doing is fun on air and you think Marshall Palooza sounds like that's going to be a blast. Well, just know that what my number one mission going forward is I don't give a shit about anything else. I'm just going to be the happiest and funnest I can be because I like having a good time. And because I'm a good person and because I continue to put value into myself, value pours out of me. And so again, you guys, I'm not special. I, this is just my mission from God. I'm just a conduit just showing up in, in, in my, in my power. So I'm trying to help other people do that. So join the Gillen gang, become part of that if you want to tap into Kyle and I's energy, if you want to tap into our community, like it's not my community, it's not Kyle's community, it's our community. And I've always been vehement about that. Um, and I want you guys to understand that. So we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back at the turn of hour. I want to share a little bit about Marshall Plews at the first one and the differences, but also the similarities of how some things change or how they don't. But what I always say, you know what it is, bro. If nothing changes, mm, nothing changes. Nothing changed. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if I've heard this or I have heard it, but I, it wasn't coming to me. It's okay, bro. Uh, yeah. 
I, I'll tell you what, I've been getting an opportunity to travel a lot more and do a lot more camping and get outside. And that's why I'm excited for Marshall Plews. I'm going to talk more about that at the next half of the hour. But um, we talked about nature and self-care, and we'll talk about that at the end of the episode here, uh, right around 11. But um, it's really true. And the way that I've been able to find and dial into self-care, and I know you too, is being able to get outside and tap into nature. Now, we could talk about the actual science behind why that works, but you can't deny the results that you get when you actually get out in nature and start tuning into it. And so, dude, during all this madness and this craziness, everybody's been asking me, Marshall, how you do? And I'm like, literally, I'm the best I've ever been. And I kind of sound like an asshole saying that. I kind of feel like an asshole saying that. But it's only because I've been traveling all over camping and being outside literally almost every single day. So we're going to talk about more of that in the last half of the hour, you guys, last half of the show. And uh, yeah, go uh, grab a bathroom break, and I will see you guys here shortly. Yo, what is going on, everybody? It's your boy, Marshall, live, and I am live. And uh, believe it or not, this right here is only my second cup of coffee. Um, I'm I'll back out at the park. It's a little chilly out, but... It's Coffee Thoughts with Marshall, and uh, I, the guy is mowing over there, so I'm just going to head over to that little shelter right there. Can you see it? Oh, there it is in the distance. I'm going to head over to that shelter, and uh, I'm going to sit down, and we're going to have some Coffee Thoughts with Marshall. Tucker, what's going on, bro? Thanks for hopping on. You guys, I was just finishing my workout up today, and I was thinking about speaking. Uh, I, I did my first speaking engagement of the year last night. Uh, I'm back. I haven't spoken since... Um, March of 2019. So literally I've taken over a whole entire year off from speaking after like speaking like 250 times, right? Uh, the previous year and a half, just like speaking blitz. And I was burnt out. I was in a toxic relationship, a lot of bad things in my life. I wasn't healed. I was a mess. And so last night I just, I did my first event, uh, my first speaking engagement. Oh my God. Like, Oh my God. Uh, I felt alive and I just, I just started to remember who I am. And so I was here working out and I was just thinking, I wasn't really thinking, I was just getting downloads. I don't know about you guys, uh, but wherever you're watching from, and by the way, if you haven't told me where you're watching from yet, let me know below. And if you have any questions about getting paid to speak or storytelling, hey, that was quicker than I thought getting over here. Nice little river view down there. It's a good spot for coffee thoughts with Marshall. But if you guys have any questions about storytelling or speaking, ask me right now while we're live. And I'll answer them for you. Tucker, say good morning, Jason. Welcome Tucker back says, to is it possible that we could have the a Marshall Gilling Show? Soon? Yeah, bro. I'll tell you what. Having a little technical difficulties because the operator of this show is not the most intelligent. That's me. That's me. <laughs> and and I, I can have success online doing what I want, then that should tell you a lot because um, there's a good chance that you could probably do that shit too, right? But we're not here to talk about that, bro. I'm done talking about that. I don't care about that. I feel like people are going to be confused, but you know what? I don't care. You know what I care about, Kyle? Ooh, having a good time. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to have a nice studio. Nice studio. Probably a mobile studio of some sort. Uh, what's your what's your uh, timeline on that? What's your goal? I don't know yet. I'm going to let it come to me as it goes. But um, I do have a question. I do want to say, for those of you who might have been joining us over commercial break, <clears throat> listen, that's an, old, that's an, uh, an episode uh, probably a few weeks back uh, that was a powerful one. Uh, it was a coffee one that I was doing just where I, where I wanted to have a conversation. Turns out one of my good friends, Tucker Bearden, was watching live. And that's the day that I found out that dual lives came back. And I was like freaking out. I was like, oh my God, what? But then Tucker came on. He's like one of his very good friends had just killed himself the day before. Mm -hmm. uh, and Tucker, like we got deep on that episode. And so if you guys well, want, you guys should go back and catch that over on YouTube, uh, back in the playlist. It's Coffee with Marshall. And I think it says like, I think Tucker Bearden is a label on it. It's under the Marshall Gillen Show playlist. But um, 
really powerful episode about suicide prevention, suicide awareness, and what, what it's really about. And that uh, Tucker uh, really bared his soul. It was a really great episode. But we're back here today, and uh, we're talking about Marshall Palooza. Because the Marshall Palooza that, that originally happened, the very first one, which we had Jessica Humphreys on in the first hour, who I graduated with, who shared a really, uh, uh, that was a colorful story. Yeah, that was uh, there was a lot of going on at Marshall Palooza. So I didn't realize that people were like wanting to do that. Like, they're, they're like, like that because I heard, I've heard that before about my parties. Like, but, like you didn't know that they were making up stories and lying to their parents and all yeah, that. No, like, no, I knew that we all had to do it. But what I mean, is I didn't know people were like, oh my God, I'll, I'll work your next two Saturdays. You take this one Saturday, oh, wow. like that kind of stuff. You know what I mean, yeah. well, I, I always do, I've always thrown epic parties. Um, I, um, I threw a party one time. God, it just, just popped out of my head. Um, oh, I can't think where I was going next. I take a lot of vitamins, which if you guys haven't gone to marshallgillen.com yet, go check out the merch store. Go grab some of your Marshall merch. Uh, I got Gillen Gang stuff up there. We got vitamin packs. We got Take Your Vitamin Hats. We got all kinds of stuff. Go check it out. There's going to be more stuff added, but uh, a lot of fun stuff over there. But it's interesting because Marshall Palooza, what it was compared to what it is now, it's like reminds me of the conversation I had the other day with the with the girl when I was like, yo, you're not going to feel any different at 17, at 35 as you do when you're 17, right? But we acquire more skills. We acquire more knowledge. We acquire more experience. And I'm like, that's what's so beautiful about life is I still feel the same, but the quicker and the faster that I acquire this knowledge and wisdom, the better my human experience becomes faster. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so people are like, well, how do I get more of what I want quicker? Well, you got to surround yourself with the right people. You got to have the right information. You got to be in the right situations. And it's really, really cool when well, I think of me now having an opportunity to just provide that with people by simply hanging out and having fun. We had Jessica on the first half of the hour and she was talking about how crazy the party was. And it was literally maybe the craziest party of my life. Like, it was crazy. And now to fast forward to the rebrand of Marshall Plus and me bringing it back and like thinking about how crazy it's going to be, but in a completely different way. And it's just proof to anybody that's watching or listening that you can still be who you've always been, but get better results because you become a better, more optimized, enhanced version of you. And when you can learn to do that through self-care practices, when you can learn to do that through leveling up your, uh, your network through power of association, like Kyle talked about yesterday, like you can change everything. And then you amplify things like social media and the fact that we can go to retreats or create our own retreats, bro. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah. You know, people, people hit me up and they're like, oh, how, how do I do this, Marshall? And I just don't answer them back anymore. Not because I don't want that I'm a dick. I, don't have, I mean, listen, there's people that are making investments. I can't just, you know, to be around me and to know me is to be able to do that. And, and so it's not that I don't, don't want to talk to you. Like, I'll talk to you. Like, let's talk. But if you're going to hit me up and be like, ask me like, Hey, how do I do this? Like, come on, bro. Like that, that's, that's, you know, that's part of it. And so I just know that the people come to Marshall Plus are, are going to get a lot of value in every area of their life. And I'm excited because when people came to the first Marshall Plus, they didn't get so much value, bro. They didn't get very much value. Some of them got handcuffs. Some of them uh, may, may have ended up with a record from that one. Dude. So my parents were going out of town to Wisconsin Dells and they were going to be gone for like three or four days. And so I uh, threw a party, a rager, okay? Now, if you fast forward to actually what happened is uh, my parents came back the next day because the state cops called them. And so uh, they rushed back home the next morning. And now if you looked at the property the next morning, it was ruined. Garbage everywhere, cans, empty keg, just fucking destroyed, right? Everything was destroyed. And so my parents got home. I had to clean everything up. I was hungover, right? But the state cops are calling my mom and saying, hey, we need you guys to come down to the, to the cop shop because you're in trouble. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
And so what happened was um, nobody was, uh, they did arrest some, some of the kids. Uh, so for those of you who don't, um, weren't, didn't listen to Jessica, you should listen to really go back to the first half of the episode and listen to the story. But uh, the property that I lived on was on a road and it was like a little square, like half acre of property. Um, and the corn was tall because it was fall. We had just, uh, no, it was um, like summer, mid in the summer. Yeah, towards the end of summer because the corn was really, really tall. It was right before, yeah, after, I was before August and I left to go to college. Mm. And so what happened is it looked like, I mean, there was basically like a, a giant fence around the property. So when you pulled up, it really felt like, like a little, like oh, this is a party zone, this is a party thing. So when the cops came, uh, yeah, like a hundred people like scattered inside and we locked the doors, but like a hundred people scattered into the corn, you know, like out into the corn. So people were like, I mean, everywhere, bro, this gigantic, massive cornfield. And so I don't know why the cops didn't come in. It seems like they had probable cause. Thank God they were state troopers. Um, because they just didn't know any better. Like they were just traffic stop people. And so I guess if they had been like sheriffs, um, we would have been fucked, right? If they had been like Whiteside County, it would have been a different story. But um, so they're not going to door to come in, but they couldn't come in. No, they didn't. So anyways, that's what that's the overview of the cop situation. There was actually nine state cop cars that showed up. Um, they all lined the front of the property. They're, they're over the blaring horns. The lights are going all around. It's fucking nuts out there. Um, and, and we're all freaked out, you know, and eventually they, they left and kids had an opportunity to leave. This one kid decided to be the first kid to go, the sacrificial lamb. And so uh, when they left, cause we're all like, what should we do? Is this a trap? Do you guys really, should you, I'm like, get the, everybody get the fuck out. That's a Come on, come on, get the fuck out. That's what you should do, you know? And, um, finally this one guy was like, fuck it, I'm going. So he takes his, he drove his mom's van out. He's backing out of the driveway as fast as he can. But the driveway, we had a really deep, like ditch right there uh with you know a culvert a culvert that was underneath of it and then it's just like that one side but he turns too soon and the front the front of the van turns off as he's backing up into that into that ditch and all of a sudden whoop, his van goes up like this with that everybody's like oh tj's fucked they scatter to their cars and they're taken off because they're like if the cops come now they see that van fucking upside down like this like he's fucked they're not gonna worry about us and so everybody scatters and um, I'm like, okay, I get a bunch of people together. I'm like, we got to go fucking get TJ's van out of this goddamn ditch. And so a bunch of us guys, we, we were, we're all like, should we go outside? Should we go outside? Oh my God, let's do it. We run out the front door and we're all like, like on the back of the van on the bumper. We're like trying, trying to get it to come down as he's bang, gunning it, just hoping that, you know, hoping that we can get the tires to catch enough and keep it down for just a second long enough to, to pull it out which we finally did. And um, so he gets away. And so that, that's kind of how the whole night thing, the, the night went, okay? The cops come back. The rest of us are locked inside and they stayed there for hours, outside for hours. And then they eventually left. Hmm. And they were like, and then hmm. it was morning time and everybody else left. So now my parents are coming home and now we that night we have to go to the state cops and I'm going to get in trouble, okay? Now my mom's a gangster and I was definitely in big trouble. But... The cop said something I can't remember. I wish my mom was here to tell me what it was. Um, said something really fucking rude to my mom. Like something really fucking. Oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. This is, and you guys wonder where I get it from. So um, the cop call, uh, the cop calls my mom up, says, you have to come down to the state police department, blah, 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 blah. So my mom and I go down to the state police department. I'm in trouble. Okay. My stepdad is furious because he hates me anyways. And um, my mom is taking me down there and I, she didn't ask me what really happened. Oh, that's not true. No, no, she didn't ask me what really happened. Or did she? Oh, I think she did. Oh, I know what it was. But she didn't call me out. So 
Jessica mentioned earlier in the show, there's a neighboring town called Dixon and the Dixon guys and the Sterling guys always like, always have like, fuck the Dixon guys. We're always like fighting and this and that. And so no, there was no Dixon people at the party for sure. For sure. No Dixon people. I know for sure. But, um, when my mom asked me what happened, I said, mom, I said, um, I wasn't home. You know what I mean? Uh, I wasn't home and some kids found out that my parents weren't home. And you know, the Dixon guys that we always get that cause I've been in fights with the Dixon guys before I said, the Dixon guys put together a plan to try to get me arrested by throwing a party at the house. And she's like, what? I'm like, the Dixon guys came to the house. They knew I wasn't there and they threw a party and they got the cops called and they were trying to get me arrested. <laughs> My mom's like, okay. So <laughs> I get in the car and we go to the state cop department. And so we walk in, um, we walk into it. And the first thing that the investigator says to my mom is, um, I used to work. Oh, I've worked at, I worked, I used to work at Guantanamo Bay and I've, uh, interrogated some of the most like, like, uh, heinous criminals in the world. And my mom smiled at him. And she goes, and look at you. Now you're here in little Sterling, Illinois with me. <laughs> and so I don't know how it was going to go when she was driving in there. But when that state cop said that to her, it pissed her off. Like, okay, I don't know what, why you felt the need to have to say that, but my mom could already tell the tone he was going to be. So that's when she was like, okay, fuck this guy. And um, so we sat down and uh, we used to have a place uh, in uh, Sterling called The Spot. And it wasn't like a place called The Spot. It was if you drove out of town far enough, Right where the where the community college is at, out in the middle of nowhere, and you turn down one road, you turn down the road, and there was this little barn that was in the middle of the corn. And when the corn is real tall, like it was for a lot of the year, you could drive down there and park down there with some cars, and you guys could just sit there and drink. And so it just became known as oh the spot. Are oh, you guys going to the spot? And so we'd go to the spot. Well, my mom knew the spot was a thing. I was a, I was a, graduated from my senior year of high school, right? So I'd been to the spot. I'd been in trouble for being at the spot. Like she knew about the spot, <laughs> and so. We're sitting there, we sit down at the interrogation table with the state cop and he's like, tell me what happened. I told him what happened. I told him what happened. I said, bro, okay? These Dixon kids, blah, 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 blah. He's like, bullshit. Now my mom, and like we've talked about before, when somebody's messing with you and yours, you know, you can say all the things you want, but when somebody's picking on yours, it gets hard to like, you know. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, and you snap back into the, the old emotions. And that was one of the things that, that was like the main thing that was the difference between me and my ex-girlfriend that was like, I was not like, was the lack of loyalty. Like she would, if I was wrong out in the streets and I'm not talking about like wrong fighting anything, but if like she wouldn't be by my side. Conversely though, if like she was being acting stupid or something out in public, I would back her up no matter what. And then when we came inside, I'd be like, babe, like what the fuck? That's not cool. Right. But she would be like, no, ooh, fuck no, Marshall, blah, blah. Like, and so that's like the biggest thing. Like, it's like, that's how my mom was. It's like, it's like, I, 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 we didn't work out because you don't want to take, you wanted the dirty air to uh, be out here. And I'm like, let's keep it in house. Like in a, like in a, not dirty air, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the drama. Let's keep that in house. Like, like the, like sports teams talked about, you know? And so my mom was mad, but out of the house, she wasn't about to let this fucking dude, like, you know, like be dominant to me. And so uh, he, she goes, I tell him the story and he's like, bullshit. My mom's like, you understand what's going on, right? He wasn't home. And he's like, well, where were you at then? Cause I wouldn't tell him where I was at. That's what the whole, he goes, where were you at then? I said, I was just hanging out with a friend. 
And uh, finally my mom goes, damn it, Marshall, just tell him where you're at. I didn't tell her anything. She just said this. And she goes, tell him where you're at. She goes, he goes, listen, he's 18 years old. He was hanging out with his underage friends and they were drinking at the spot out at a place called Sock. Okay. He's 18 years old. He's not going to sit here and tell you as a cop that where he was at that night was drinking beers because he's scared. Does that fucking make sense? And she didn't say fucking much. She actually might have. I mean, she has a potty mouth. Does that make sense? And you know, he's like, oh yeah, blah, blah. And so he's like, that's it. She's like, that's it. So we're going to go now. There's nothing, nothing else. And then we left. So my mom like kind of got me out of that jam. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. And so, um, you know, that was just a very destructive and hurt young man that felt the need to have to show up like that, had to show up. And we talked about in the first half of the show, show up to party like that, show up to be that kind of person, you know, and again, it was not good or oh, bad, man. but it's just like, dude, like, you know, a lot of people are showing up in their life, reckless and careless like that. You know what I mean? And like Marshall Pluza, the first one, when you are reckless and careless with the people that you surround yourself with, which I was reckless and careless with the people I invited, what happens is it starts to perpetuate into a snowball effect. And oftentimes that snowball gets too big. By the time that you realize it's out of control, it's so big, you can't stop it. And all of a sudden a swarm of all the things that you don't want show up and it's a shit show. And that shit show is usually going to lead to a consequence that you know that you don't want and that actually might ruin your life. And being able to take advantage of those consequences is not good or bad, but being able to look at those and be able to stare them in the eye and face it, even though it's scary, is the difference between being able to evolve or stay where you're at. And so the whole entire thing is one and the same. The original Marshall Palooza was still all the good intentions. I just wanted to have a good time myself, wanted to have fun, but I wanted to be around people who would also want to have fun. And I wanted to give and I wanted to create that space. But because I was so hurt on the inside, because I was so broken, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't have the right information. I wasn't in the right situation with the right people. And those people invited more people and more people and more people until the problem was so big. State cops show up. I have to face the consequences. Thank God nothing happened. I came home and was in a fucking world of trouble. But you see what I'm saying? Same thing yeah. with top eight speaker. Top eight speaker, same thing. I, I, you're, I'm making a story in my head that doesn't actually support the narrative that I want, doesn't support the outcome that I want. That's what so many people do. You were talking about earlier in the show. Oh, I know what I believe. I know what I want, but it's still hard for me to like actually believe that. Well, then how can we change the actions that we're taking right now so we can change the narrative that we're telling ourselves? Because if you tell yourself a better story, you're going to get better outcomes because you'll start showing up to live into the character that plays that story. And so, you know, when I look at Marshall Palooza now, Kyle, it's like, it's crazy to think about the transformation because it's one and the same thing, except this time it's going to be a completely different experience because I've learned how to heal myself, how to forgive, how to transform my life. I've learned new skills. I've learned how to hold space. I've learned how to let go. I've learned how to surrender, like all these crazy things. So all the things that I've always wanted in my life, which is to have fun, help people, let them have a good time and be able to make a lot of money doing it. I'm literally doing that right now. We run a show doing every day and Marshall Palooza is the very, very start of me getting to live my dream life to the fullest. I thought my dream life was, oh, I have freedom to travel around the world and speak and sell courses. And it's not. I made that story up in my head because I thought I had to be an entrepreneur to go out and serve people. And now I just realized, fuck that. I'm an entertainer. So you know what? I'm going to host the world. I'm going to host you. This is the world. I'm your host, Marshall Live. Come join me. And that's what Marshall Plus is about, dude. And so, you know, having you with your testimonial that you shared with us and, and the Grow and Bro stuff, like crazy, crazy powerful stuff, man. And I'm excited to be able to do that, but I'm excited to be able to have you on the journey too, man. And so, do you, go ahead. Like thinking about that, um, does it like just live coaching right now? Do you, do you look at me and feel like I'm a good fit because knowing my energy and knowing I'm not a partier because 
um, like it's this is, how I'm saying it again? It's not a party. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just, okay. I just didn't know if, um, have you ever been to a fortune builders event? Yeah. What did they do? What, they do what, what did they do? What did they do at night after the event? What does everybody go do? Uh, the networking party. What, like it, where, where we're at. Um, well, usually they have a, they have, um, a scheduled networking party like that night, like at the, wherever the hotel or wherever it was located at. Right. Also, which is what Marshall Palooza is going to be like. I mean, like we're at, I mean, no, but tell me though, we're at though in the, in, in the hotel. Um, well, the last one was like kind of out in the courtyard, like set up tents and stuff. And like, drinks? Yeah. Was there music? Yeah. Was there nine figure earners there? Mm, I'm sure there was. Yeah. Fan there? I'm sorry. Was fan there? Uh, yeah. So yeah, there probably been, nine yeah. figure earners, probably eight figure earners, seven figure earners for sure. For sure. Yeah. Six, Six figure figures all over. And um, were some of them drinking? Most. Yeah. Some of them not. Yeah. What did you guys do the next morning? All of you. Um, I mean, did you guys? Uh, back to the yeah, we went back to the, the next day would be um, the, I think it would be what one did, more event or like more events. You went to, you went to learn. You guys went yeah, back to work. Correct. You guys, so you partied, went back to work. And so for anybody that's tuning into this, that's listening, like that's exactly what it is. Like, Kyle just approved it. Every, every single event I've ever been to, what happens is a networking party. It's usually around the center bar of the hotel or it's, um, or it's a court out in the courtyard where they have hosted drinks. And then almost always a massive chunk of the group starts to break apart and then separate groups will then venture out to go to another bar or a restaurant or something. Right. And then in the morning time, they show back up for work. You know why? because they made an investment into their personal development and their business mastery. And they're there to expand and grow and have a good time. And so part of that good time experience is that they, that they cut loose, they have a little bit of a party. And so Kyle, I love that you mentioned that. And it's, let's make that clear for everybody. Like yeah. Palooza is a week long transformational event, but it's not, it's, it's a fucking vacation getaway. It's a vacation. Like everybody that I've ever hung out with, when you fucking go on vacation, the first, you always say, I'm not going to drink that first night. And almost everybody, the first night you get there, the first thing you do is you have like maybe one or two, many two drinks that you're that you going to, because you're so excited and everybody's there and you're just kind of having some drinks and it's fucking harmless. And we've all done it. And so if um, you're watching, you're like, no, nah, I don't know if this is the right thing for me. Like, I don't know, man. Like, you know, no, I was just curious. Yeah. I was, I'm I mean, glad you explained it because you know, at, at it was like coming from the limitation side of me. I'm like, Oh, well, like, I don't want to like, based, kill on, dude. <laughs> like, based on every fucking thing that I, you know, based on everything that I've done over the last four years and all the results I've created, if somebody, if somebody thinks that this is going to be like a week long party, then they don't know me well enough. And mm -hmm. um, this is probably not the right event. Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah that, that's why I'm just being honest. Like yeah. at this point, I'm no, so, I didn't think, I didn't think I like, I'm just like, I, cause I know people are saying about it. It's like, I, it, it's I, you can, I can tell that's not towards you, but it's like, I can already tell it's going to be a trigger for me because it's like, it's again, calling it into question what I feel is like my integrity. And so it's like, I, and it's not your, I'm not mad at you. No, I got you. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to this, right? And but, I didn't mean it like in that yeah. because I know how, like, like I know I went through four days of it. Like, right. with, like I know that it wouldn't have been like that. I just didn't know. Um, since your ship, like everything's shifting gears and, um, how like what to expect basically yet yeah no nothing's changed i just don't i don't want to explain myself to anybody anymore 
And so that's why I'm not going to do what I'm doing, like speaking, coaching, consulting, because I don't care. Like I, I I'm, I'm going to spend 0% of my time having to explain myself to anybody anymore because I do a live, a two hour live day. And this is not towards you. I'm telling like, this is, I'm saying like I do a two hour live daily show and I get to be me and I'm super excited about that. And some people are going to be like, you know what, Marshall, I get behind mega. And the fact that Black Lives Matter is not real and neither is COVID and all these things. Some people don't. Some people listen to us. Some people won't. Like, I, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spend one more day trying to convince somebody that you know George Soros is evil. I'm not gonna spend one more day convincing somebody that they should fucking invest their money to give back to the children. Like, I'm not gonna spend. I'm not gonna spend one more day like any of that stuff. Um, and I'm saying this is a lesson for you too. Like, yeah. I'm not talking to you. Yeah. I'm just with our audience. I'm like, no, no more. Like no more. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because I'm always being honest and I'm saying to the audience, it's like, oh, I can notice this is a trigger because some people in the in the uh, comments have said that too. And they're not, nobody's picking on me and nobody's saying they're not coming. But naturally, the first thing that's coming to mind with people who already know me from online is they're going, oh man, this might not be the right one for me. Uh-huh. I, 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 I'll come if I'm not going to end up behind bars. And I get it. And so, at, again, like, you know, a lot of colors come to light when we start to start to really challenge our beliefs in the way that we do it. And my belief as an entrepreneur has been challenged is that I can't have fun and be a world-class impact leader. So if I have a Labor Day party, if Marshall goes to a Labor Day party, and if let's say Marshall does get drunk at, at a Labor Day party, which I'm not gonna get drunk at my own Labor Day party, not this one, but like if I, if I got drunk at a Labor Day party, does that somehow take away from how much I love helping people? I don't think it does, but for so long I judge myself like, oh, that's, that's a low vibration thing. And it may technically be, but I'm, I, I'm not going to judge myself because it's not like I fucking do it all the time. But sometimes I do like to do that. And so um, I think it's very awesome, Kyle, because now I'm able to look at this episode and be like, oh, that's a trigger. And Marshall, now that you experience that, now you have an opportunity or you have a choice every time that you see that to feel like you have to validate yourself or not. And so it's like, oh, here, here I am expressing this emotion, Dylan gang. Now I'm going to release it. And that's that. And, um, but Kyle, yeah, you're definitely coming whether you want to or not. Yeah, no, I planned, I, I planned on it. I was just like, during that, it just brought up the trigger and I wanted to ask that. Like, I didn't know. Like, we had these conversations. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. What do you think, Gillen gang? Sorry, they can't hear us. There's only four people live. Oh, um, did we, uh, did we get any, uh, answers on the donuts? No. Uh, one person said cake donuts. Hmm. Okay. And then when you showed me a cake donut, it wasn't even what I thought it was. Yeah, dude, cake donuts are bomb. I, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but the, like the, it was like, it's like squishy, like a cake, mm -hmm. kind of, but that's not what that picture was. You think we should keep doing this show live every day for two hours a day? Um, I, I personally think so. Yes. I was, if, as long as you're, I think we should stick with it. We're mm -hmm. not getting a ton of views yet. I, I like, days, right? I like when we have guests. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's fun. Well, I mean, I like it all, but I'm, it's like, it's a good break in the middle and then come back to. Yeah. Talking, yeah. Rich, Rich says maple. Mm, I don't see. I must be out of the donut flow because I don't even know what maple, it, the maple donut is. Dude, bro. The, like the brown frosting. Mm. Maple donut. Dude, how about, um? okay. So you know, you know what that reminds me? Know what that makes me think of? Oh my God. I haven't had one in so long. I mean, literally at least, at least 15 years. At, no, probably more like I probably around when I found out. No, that's probably not true. Probably about ten years. Pop tarts. Mm, I used to love pop tarts. Rich says I seem tired. I'm stoned, Rich. <laughs> same and yeah, same. 
Um, but I, I am tired though. Uh, I'm tired. Uh, the exasperate the, uh, the energy that just um, uh, left my sails is the recognition, uh, the uh, recognition of the limitation I keep creating in myself that I myself am questioning my integrity. Um, and so the exacerbation that, that rich, uh, rich just said, a friend of the show, good friend of mine, um, says you seem tired. It is, I'm tired. Um, we need more viewers. Uh, what can I do to help? No, no, no. Um, we'll tell people about it. You guys can do that and share it. Um, I'm tired. Uh, yeah, rich, I am tired. I'm, but it's, a, it's my limitation. It's my limitation. Um, and I love that he brought this up again. I always feel like what's the use of what I'm doing if I don't have a bunch of people watching. So again, we get, our, our views are down uh, probably because what we've been talking about the last few episodes, even though I'm spending the same amount of money. Um, I think Facebook is probably not re making the reach as much. So it's like, I was looking at some of the statistics and they're down this week, uh, the whole week from like 1500 to like 400 views. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't fucking understand. And then it's upsetting because I know obviously 400 views doesn't really mean that like maybe one person actually watches the whole show. And so my limitation is like, why do I keep doing this if nobody's watching? And then I have to, but again, that's good because like people know what I want this to become. And if I truly believe in that, then I have to continue to show up. You know what I'm saying? And so Rich, yeah, I am a little tired. Like I, I'm right now, I just felt tired with, cause I, I just, uh, my trigger, my own limitation was just triggered, which is my, integ my integrity is being questioned, which I know it's not. That's the story, bullshit story. I'm telling myself in my head, we talk about perception all the time. I know that's not true. And so I don't like when that perception fires as a, as a response uh, habitually, like it's not. And so I'm like, I, I recognize that. I don't like that. So I'm choosing to let it go. That's why I just expressed that emotion so I could honor it. And now I'm letting it go. Uh, but the other long one is again, Kyle, and I talk about this all the time. It's like, dude, like, why do I keep doing this if nobody fucking cares? But the reality of it is, is I've been doing, I've been doing the wrong thing for so long. I mean, literally, and this is everybody's limitation. I can't expect everything to change in 10 episodes in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of 40 million people being unemployed, in the middle of fucking uh, murder hornets, in the middle of World War III, in the middle of dealing with Kobe Bryant dying, in the middle of uh, Donald Trump uh, being at fault for every single fucking tiny, itty bitty little tiny thing that ever happens. Like, you know? I'm, obviously I'm saying this uh, with joking, but it's like, there's no. so much going on. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, we can't talk about it and not be about it. We can't go, Oh guys, you got to show up every day and do what you want to do. Now I'm getting energized again. Cause I remember how easy it is. I remember that why I'm doing this because even if one person sees it, it's cool. And I like doing this every day. And if I did, if I had a billion dollars and I knew I couldn't fail, you know what I would do? I'd create a talk show. So fuck it. I don't care how many viewers we got. We got four live right now. We could only have a hundred viewers. I don't care. Because we're just gonna keep showing up. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Rich, thanks for bringing that out in me, bro. Because you're right, I was down. But this is the importance to surround yourself with good people who actually love you and support you and care about you, because they're the ones that are gonna hold you accountable. Which is why people should get coaches. Mm, yeah, bro, that was fucking sick. Cool space that you and uh, Rich just literally made for me. That's like literally, uh, you guys. I keep reminding myself, thank, thank you, everybody watching, viewing, commenting, you, Mar you Marshall, holding space. Like that's- Because this is what's gonna happen. We're gonna make this show no matter what. You're gonna be invited, I'm gonna make this show no matter what. You're gonna be invited to make the show with me as long as you want, no matter what. I'm gonna continue to help people, right? As the world opens back up and Marshall's able to start to bebop around again and start to meet people, shake hands, kiss babies like before, the brand's gonna start to accelerate again. Cause that's how it works. The more I'm out in public, the more events I go to, the more people I meet, the more my brand accelerates. Okay. 
getting the Marshall Gillen van, we're getting the Marshall Gillen show wrapped. I'm getting a mobile studio and we're heading on the road. I'm heading on the road. You're heading on the road. And we're just going to travel around. I mean, Marshall Gillen show is going to be a live streaming show. That's why we need to get the YouTube views up, our uh, YouTube subscribers up. We're getting close. And so once we go mobile, dude, it's a game changer. Because now, right now, this energy I have is stagnant. It's stagnant in this apartment. It's stagnant in the town. And not in a bad way. It's just it's not able to flow. It's like water being held in the reservoir. Like right now, it's in the holding pads. And when water, it's held in the reservoir. Over, even if it's fresh water, over time, it's going to start to be stagnant. It's going to start to collect things that you don't really want to be in it. Okay? And that's kind of what's happening to the brand right now. But the reason that we keep doing the show, even though there's not a lot of viewers, is because it's just stirring it. Even though it's stagnant, right now it's stirring it so it doesn't, so the water's not dead. So it doesn't, so it's not completely fucking ruined, right? And that's what we're doing. And over time, I know when we treat the water long enough, it'll become clean. And once we can open up that reservoir and it flows like normal, then we're rocking and rolling, baby. And I just, I, I want to share this with people in real time. Cause like, look, I have frustrations. I have limitations. I'm scared. Um, you know, but I just choose to, I just choose to believe. And um, I hope that the viewers that do see this and listen to this can have some inspiration on this Friday going forward. What is it that you actually want to do? If you if you had all the money in the world and you, you knew that you couldn't lose, legitimately, what would you try? Like, what would you try, Gillen Gang? For me, it's gonna. For me, it's trying to, not trying to, but stepping into uh, how I said help um, the other day, help heal myself and help heal and um, hold space and and that starts with. Um, my show starting on Monday. Uh, so uh, I want I say it again. What's it called? Um, Kyle's helpline. Well, well, actually, you know, that that doesn't sound right. Kyle's that, helpline? That's going to be this. That's going to be this. That's going to be a segment. Okay. Of like people calling in. Um, I'm not sure. Me and my cousins talked to me and my cousin talked about starting a show called uh, uh, Dose of D with the Dillingers. Dude. And uh, that's a lot. That sounds provocative. So, well, that's just hey, anything we were. Uh, his original name was going to be anything goes. Fuck it, and uh, that sounded like yeah, provocative and all that. So I don't, I don't know if Marshall TV will approve that one. No, okay. Well, yeah. Well, we can talk about the name then, and it doesn't even have to be that. I was just um, talking about starting a show and um, with my cousin one day while we were. Um, it was that same week. Hey. Me and my son went hung out. So just because, I would, just because it won't be streaming on Marshall TV doesn't mean you can't stream on their. Well, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, dude, I want a show. I want your show on Marshall TV. Yeah, I have to think of it. I I know Kyle's helpline is going to be uh, in some way, shape, or form um, the structure of it. I just the name. Out. You ever see the Dave Chappelle show? Uh, very few. It's the greatest sketch comedy shows of all time. There's only two seasons of it. Still the greatest comedy sketch of all time. I think David Chappelle is probably the funniest comedian of all time, which I don't say lightly. My brother, my brother loves Dave Chappelle, and he. And he says those all the time. This is so, so it's interesting because even though that Dave Chappelle only lasted two seasons, like it's still the greatest sketch comedy show of all time. And so I'm telling you that is because whatever you choose to do doesn't mean it has to last forever for it to be good. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe you launch like Kyle's help hotline um, and you do it for a few months and it evolves into something a little bigger. Maybe not. Maybe you just launch a fucking straight interview series. Maybe not. Yeah. But whatever you do, it's not necessarily that you have to do it forever. Thank you for that reminder. <laughs> that, that that is, that's one hundred percent the office. Those thoughts get into your head. It's like, oh, what, when you go to start it, like you gotta continue. Well, not you, but I am seeing that it. I would feel, oh, I have to do this for you know the rest of my life. But 
no. Pause. That's everything in life, too. Like, yeah, like. That's everything in life, dude. That's everything in life. I go, listen, whatever it is you choose, like, I guarantee you it's going to change. So don't trip. If you're worried about changing, I promise you it's going to. Okay, so let that go. What next? Right? Let's yeah. Marshall yeah. Gillen Show is going to be the Marshall Gillen Show. That much I know because I drunk by, oh, I almost had a disgusting euphemism. I'm glad I didn't. So I want to be a better man. But I was dragging my feet in the dirt. I'll say that. I've been dragging my feet in the dirt for so long that um, uh, I wanted to make sure that this was right. And I know that um, I know that the, what the content of the Marshall Gillen Show, like the format, will change over the years. But the Marshall Gillen Show is always going to be the Marshall Gillen Show. It's just going to be me doing who fucking knows what. Now, obviously, we'll have other segments and I'll have other shows and things that I make. But the Marshall Gillen show is always who knows who fucking knows what the Marshall Gillen show is going to turn into. The Marshall Gillen show is always going to be the Marshall Gillen show. I don't know what the fuck it's going to be, but that's the best part about it is that as I grow, you guys are going to grow too. And um, I think that's really cool. Hey, you guys, that's the end of the episode today. We're going to let you guys get on to your Friday, get into your weekend. I want you guys to be safe. I want you to be careful of the Rona. I want you to be careful of the rioters. I want you to be careful of the looters. I want you to be careful of the bullshit. I want you to be careful of the negativity. I want you to be careful of the fear, the anger, the jealousy all the insecurities and all the badness and bad things that could happen to you and your family. I want you to be clear of that. I want you to be safe. I want you to, to say, you know what? Fuck it. I can't change the world, so I'm going to change myself, which means being selfish so we can be selfless. Boom. This is the episode of the Marshall Gillen Show. It is Friday, June 5th. Kyle, do you have anything to say to our lovely viewers before we hop off on this Friday? I was just thinking about that while you were talking and I was going to leave it with uh, be selfish this weekend, like treat yourself. Treat uh, yourself. Like uh, for me, I'm uh, spending Saturday, a little isolation day. So some reflections, get some names down. And oh, dude. That's what I'll be spending Saturday doing. Get some names. Oh, oh yeah. For my show. Like, yeah, reflect on what I got. Just see what comes to me and, uh, and take the next step. Bro, I love that. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. I will see you guys uh, on Monday. Have a great weekend and uh, enjoy it. Get out in nature. Be kind. Remember, it's better to be kind than right. I love you guys. Right. Love you all. Boy, Mark.